Laws are made to be broken. One man saw it coming. What will you do with yours? Jesus. Sounds like you're expecting me to fuck it. I mean, I am going to fuck it, but Jesus. <laughs> My name's Andy. With me, as always, his bones are made to be broken. Muller. Here come the mall in black. The wrong movie, you idiot. I won't let you remember. <laughs> Screwed it all up. So rapey. Already. Why did he write those lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today, he always sees you coming. Back again. <laughs> Snitchard. I'm always watching. Thanks for having me. I can't even follow these jokes anymore. Like I, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about the show. Me. I have no idea what the puns are about or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to do something just slightly different with the Richard story this week. I'm going to give you, Muller, the choice between two stories. Oh, choose your own adventure. <laughs> Based on a Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, Goosebumps, Arl Stein. Woo! Based on a headline. Now, the headline might be deceiving, you know, much like all modern journalism. You can't trust anything about it. So these are your choices. You get between either controlling video games with a mind... <laughs> Or option two, jerking off in the theater. What? <laughs> I don't know the second one, so... Yeah, you might not remember it. Again, the headlines might be deceiving, you know? So you got controlling video games with his mind or jerking off in the theater. You only get one. Jerking, jerking, off, jerking off in the theater, of course. <laughs> okay. Pretty good. Of course. They're both, I mean, yeah, they're both pretty good. But So this was... Many years ago, when I think I think it, we went to see the the third Matrix movie, yep. whatever that one was called, Matrix now. Matrix Revolutions wasn't a whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Matrix something. Um, and there was something. It was I was in one of the big like Silver City ones, but there was something wrong with like the projector or something, and and something in the uh, something in the theater got delayed. Anyway, uh, yeah, something in the movie, something in the theater got delayed and just like the movie wasn't starting. Everyone, like it was a pretty packed theater. I think it was like opening weekend or something like that. And uh, it was taking a long time of just nothing. Everyone, eventually, like everyone's kind of talking to each other. And I, th I think someone from the, 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 the crew came in and said, yeah, we're just having some technical difficulties. Just be a few minutes, like half hour goes by. So everyone's just kind of meandering, talking, waiting for the movie to start. And then, so you know the little window that the projection comes out? Yeah. Um, I remember, because everyone's just kind of looking around. No, no, one's, no one's facing the screen anymore or anything. I, I think you looked back there, Snitchard, and you can kind of just see a guy working, working the projector back there, but you don't see, you just see his like head and like his shoulder. It's not a big window. Um, and he's just, I don't know, we don't know what he's doing. He's working on the projector or something. And he's just like his shoulders kind of going up and down <laughs> quite a bit because all you can see is like kind of the top of his arm and his head and that's it. <laughs> Richard just yells out loudly in a packed theater, like points back toward the projector screen and says, oh my God, that guy's jerking up. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking theater bursts out laughing. And just like, no shame at all. Uh, you chose no the wrong story, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the other one's pretty good, too. That'll be for another day. So, um, have I ever told you about my early jerking off stories? 
I hope not. You know, speaking of speaking of jerking off. Uh huh. Um, so I had this. Idea. I know you're a big fucking weirdo, so I'm sure it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I think you are gonna find that this pretty bizarre. Um, I, I didn't jerk off for a long time. Like I was probably like 15 the first oh, time. Shit. First time I ever even did it. Yeah, that's pretty. And rough. then and I didn't do it for much like for a long time after that either. Like I was probably. I don't know, 18 or 19 by the time I did that. Like so some kind normal, of negative like, experience the first time. Always. No, nah, it, was, it was just, I just didn't, you okay. know, or whatever. I mean, it's okay. like, there's a whole... Well, I, the only reason I'm skeptical at like 15, like you're just, like doing it all the time. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 I'm skeptical that a 15-year-old would be able to resist the urge to do that. Well, I mean, I think it definitely... Especially after doing it once. I think that religion is a, part, a big part of yes. it. Yes, um, surprise. So it's like... Uh, Cause okay, so, okay, man. I, now I gotta actually get into this. So there's yeah. this there's this book, uh, this Christian book called Every Young Man's Battle. Okay, it's all about jerking off. <laughs> sort of, that's sort of. Unappropriate so, title. That's fine. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. So um, yeah, this is actually a longer story than I than I expected when I brought this up, but uh, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good. So they kind of talk about this idea of like bounce because because the Bible talks about lust and and whatnot, and um, of course they talk about the things. Uh, you know, modern modern people who talk about lust talk about the things that don't matter, like checking out a girl's ass or something like that, sure. and how you know and you, you should bounce your eyes and not do that and not be lewd and and all these sorts of things. Like I practiced that for like a long time. I, pra- um, I practice the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> great work, Richard. It's a virtue, <laughs> a real real guru here on the show. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so. Um, and masturbation is like this very uh, it's a very unclear topic when it when it comes to to Christianity because it's not sure. really mentioned anywhere in the Bible. No. Um, some Catholics try to turn so there's a story of this guy named Onan um, in the and, Bible or? yeah, in the okay. Bible and and basically God told him you should have a bunch of kids so that you can, so you can grow your community or whatever uh-huh. and then so he fucks his wife and then pulls out and like just comes all over the floor. Is this in the Bible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Gotta get yourself a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some nasty shit in there, man. You don't even know. Um, people being raped to death and stuff. And, I know those parts. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I will wear those parts. Yeah, yeah. I, and believe me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... Uh, so basically... So what would you say is the thing that Onan did wrong when I tell you that story? He, d- he wasted his seed. Yeah. Like, That's what I would assume. So, I, I, I'm sure I've heard something. So what he did he wrong, got it in her hair. What he did wrong was that he masturbated, and you're not allowed to <laughs> masturbate, right? <Is laughs> Should have got her to do it. That, that's how like a lot of Catholics and like some well, other people interpret it. Obviously, <laughs> like he had a really specific command to like mm-hmm. grow his community, and he didn't. Like, he didn't want to. Like it was just him flat out not wanting to do what he was supposed to do. I mean, or whatever. I don't know. Maybe he was drunk or something. I think he was drunk. Um, so that's like really the only reference to it and it doesn't really mean anything. So it's like, so it's the confusing issue as a teenager because a lot, everybody has really different and strong opinions about whether masturbating is all right. So, so when I finally did start masturbating though, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to masturbate and not stop 12 hours. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to masturbate throughout now. Um, so what I'll do is just not fantasize about anything. Because then now, just looking at toasters and jerking it. I love how that's you. I love. 
the way you interpreted that is that you'd have to fantasize about something but not a woman. Like you can't. Well, because your mind is going somewhere, but obviously you're trying to stop it from going anywhere erotic. So like, yeah, you pick something like the least erotic, like a toaster or a washing machine. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, my mind just didn't go anywhere. Like it was just you're just thinking about the feeling and and nothing and like sure that's probably. But I, I love how you, I love how you couldn't even <laughs> consider the idea of thinking about nothing. Like it was like yeah. no, of course you're going to be thinking about a toaster. I know like your a, mind <laughs> well enough to know you're not just going zen. You're just like I was oh. zen, man. I was super you zen for like skip it a pop pop I was zen well, no, for I years. Like I, I completely understand what Richard's saying because when you're doing that, generally you're you're horny. Your mind's you know thinking about stuff like you don't generally do that or want to do that when you're just like, oh, I just want to relax for a bit. I'm just going to rub my cock and not <laughs> yeah. think about anything. <laughs> I mean, I would say it was almost meditative at that sure. point. Like it was, yeah. it was, I would say it was a far more positive experience than like just looking at I could write a book on off. all the different ways to jerk off. Dude, I don't think, I don't think you could do it. Do you think that you, do you, think you could do it without thinking? <laughs> I don't think you have the self-discipline to write that book, Richard. I knew you were right when you said that. Do you, do you think that you could do it without thinking about anything? I can't not think about anything not jerking it off. <laughs> well, like, okay, not like, just like, you no, know, you're it. not thinking, you're not fantasizing I about anything. Okay, and yeah, without, a master any, jerker. without putting anything up your butt, too, Richard, because that <laughs> oh, doesn't count. Oh, well, now we're coming up with all these caveats. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so for years, like I didn't, I didn't think about anything, and um, I mean it's useful because you actually, uh, if you are looking at porn or if you're ex like thinking about a woman, you're it's kind of a race to the finish sort of situation. Like I think for a lot of guys, and um, oh no, I'm like I'm like hour forty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> Richard's edging the, the whole time. Um, so. Uh, well, like, but but it's. I think I think you're in. You're lying. I can't. First of all, I don't think I don't think you I believe that you have done that a few times. No. I do not think you, you're doing two-hour marathon jerk-off sessions. <laughs> Too oh, this, often. This tour story. Uh, there's is a whole side of Richard you don't know about clearly. <laughs> well, I know. I know a lot about Richard's story, as I know that we we have a pretty important one today. Um, but. Uh, I, I think for most guys, usually stuff like porn makes them shittier in bed. Yeah. Like, it's like they're... they're uh, getting in, getting out. They're not... A, yeah, they're not as in touch. It's like not as... Is this as... what you were thinking about at 15, though? No, no, I wasn't. I mean, they talk to you about that. Like, that's something that I remember, like, the church talking about uh, was like... <laughs> you need to get oh, better in bed? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, they're, 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 they're like, okay, it's like, if, if you're... Like, the thing is, though... Is this like a sex church? I, oh, I'm in. <laughs> I think that, I mean, yeah, it's sex is a part of your life, right? It's something sure, you talk sure, about sure. at church. Um, and uh, so I think, though, that the problem is that the idea of fantasy and masturbating hasn't really been separated very often. Because like, I would talk to people, I would talk to pastors and stuff, and they would just flat out not believe that, that I was doing that. They're like, oh, no, that's not possible. That you, you were masturbating without fantasizing? Yeah, yeah, totally. I do right. think it's a weird thing to do. I don't think it's, it's like impossible or anything, but it's weird to separate that. I don't do it really much anymore, but um, it's like... So but, you're like you know. a robot that needs a release valve. And it, it, like, like, oh, I would dump. But I, would I think the fantasy is part of that really, really release valve. It's not all of yeah, it, yeah. but it's definitely part of it. If the the experience was cathartic. Like it was far enough. Of, it was very much a release valve for me at the time, especially because I hadn't built a habit of fantasizing. It was like that was right. that was literally like all my experiences till I was like twenty three or something was like Jesus. what you know <laughs> from fifteen to twenty three when you jerked off. I don't think I was jerking off for those first two years. Mind 
Okay, yeah, yeah, so just blank mind, like meditative, on a schedule, you know, like no wonder you're so every, productive. every three days. <laughs> well, I'm not that productive anymore because of all this pornography. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I probably was. <laughs> I hear you. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, but you, like, I would talk to people and they just, they would just flat out not believe that that was even a thing. Like, it was like, it I, is weird. So, like, you could, I, I believe it's a thing, but it's, I weird. couldn't really have a productive discussion about it and whatnot. So, I don't necessarily, so they would say, okay, well, masturbating, yeah, makes you shitty in bed because you, like, you just train yourself to think about yourself instead yeah. of your partner and yeah. you're not thinking about, uh, you know, the person that you're with and then you're like, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And, um, but I think that really it's, it's the, I think it's porn that kind of, really creates that uh, that situation because, again, that race to the finish is like a problem. Sure. If you can take your time, everybody, you know, girls seem to like that a, a, a little bit more. So I, yeah. so I found, I thought of a loophole, though, like a pornography loophole. Um, so I thought, well, what if... You think of this recently? Or? No, 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 no. This, is, this, was, this, okay. was, this okay. was early on in the days before I just yeah. gave myself over to porn uh, <laughs> and, and then stopped caring. Um, so what if I could just take a video of myself jerking oh. off? Oh, my God. And then I could watch my own oh. porn. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do it? Yeah, yeah. That, oh that was my the, god! <laughs> it was all right. Oh <laughs> Why did that help? <laughs> I don't know. It was just something to think about. Yourself oh jerking off? Oh my god! <laughs> it's so good. This is the most fucked up thing you've ever said. I, I hate to say this, but that. that's really gay. <laughs> <laughs> like. No, it's well, stranger than that. Yeah, that yeah. I, I, sorry, I'm choking. It's so queer. That is really fucking I don't know weird. if that's... Is that actually... Is it gayer than touching your own penis? <laughs> I don't know. You're already I'm so touching. unprepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, no, like, I, an actual... I'm going to try it now. <laughs> like, I'm doing it. Yeah, don't you kid me. I'm going to do this, of course. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of it. It's, 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 yeah, I don't think it's gay, but it's the fucking weirdest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't think I've ever caught you so off guard in your entire life. Yeah, the entire time like, I've known you. I don't have any, like, I'm going through my in my head my book of references, and I have nothing. <laughs> what do you say to this? So the loophole worked. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, there so you go. You... Uh, you weaned I, yourself. Fooled God. You did this regularly, or I don't think I did it you that much. I think it was, it was just, it was, yeah. You only need one video, you know. <laughs> Holy shit! That is real fucking weird. So we'll take a moment of silence for the nature of our relationship changing from now on. <laughs> I'm just I, again. I, I know. I'm, now I'm just thinking back about the religious aspect of it. But like, like if you're it, you were. Clearly okay with the idea of masturbating, but there's something about the fantasy element of it. Well, like, okay, so the way that it's presented, so remember I was talking about this book, this every young man's young man's battle book or mm -hmm. whatever, and it's and it's basically train saying, you know, like if you're gonna check out a girl or fantasize, you know, train your brain to kind of quickly switch onto another thought so that you you move on or whatever. Which I mean is a useful thing because girls I don't think like it that much when you're checking out their like tits or something and they're at work, you know, and they're not someone you're on a date with, Richard. <laughs> like you know, somebody that's you sure, know, but like, this is this is while jerking off. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so you can't um, take a tits while jerking off. Well, the idea is that like this sort of stuff grows inside of you, right? So it's like if you if you if you cut it off at the root, then you can Phrasing. just kind of you can just move <laughs> you can move on. I mean, it's totally true. It's like okay, you know, now I'm fantasizing <laughs> about things. Now so, I'm looking at porn. Now I'm looking at porn twice a day or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like that sort of thing does oh, yeah. grow, and they basically kind of I kind of think uh, uh, suppressing your your. Just a natural urge to think about tits, if you will. Mm. Uh, suppressing that urge could make could make you more obsessive in that way because, like, you're it's become like well, that's an well, that's that's the philosophical debate behind yeah. it because it's like I don't have any. I, I don't actually think this is a very good book, by the yeah. <laughs> by the way. It, it's a popular book, so there's this idea that because um, you know the idea in Christianity is not to put idols in front of God right and anything can be an idol like money can be an idol women can be an idol whatever like keeps you from doing the right thing because you're maybe obsessed with that thing which is you know which is a pretty core psychological concept like I don't think you can sure yeah, yeah. I don't think you can just go away and do and do away with that idea just if you don't just because no. you don't believe in God or something um, so the the philosophical idea behind this stuff with lust though is that not like being so committed to not lusting can turn it into an idol in itself. Like you, and, uh -huh. you, and you have stories of like monks in the second century cutting off their testicles or whatever as some, you know, as some abstinent, you know, like, uh, well, whatever, you know, they make a commitment to, to not, not doing that. And it's like, yeah, you're not so good. That's not a good thing. Like, I don't think God wants you to cut off your testicles as a way, like sex yeah, well, this, is supposed is, to be some sort I'm of thinking. a gift. Like, if you, you give an example of a guy who just, yeah, he's, he jerks off all the time, obsessed with pornography and you just can't really form real relationships with that or, or whatever, all the negative effects like that. That's, 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 that's the real negative extreme of something that can happen. That totally. I think is pretty undeniable. Uh, but someone like, jerking off to videos of themselves <laughs> in, an, in, an, in an effort to avoid lust by all means necessary. That's also the other extreme. Like, that's the other spectrum. I do remember having some gay thoughts in that time and, of course. you know, moving on from those eventually. Yeah, God, um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like my own cock. What can I say? You know, it's, uh, it's a nice cock. Um, also weird. Yeah, uh, but... <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know where I'm going. So I mean, really though, I think that they kind of miss the mark when they talk about this stuff. I, I, I think I have like a 75 year old uncle who taught me about lust, and he's like, and he's like, how did he teach you? He's like, he's like, hey man, if you see a beautiful woman, just appreciate her booty, bo beauty. Touch her butt. Yeah, just he's like, just yeah, yeah, just grab her. Do, do give he, her a good honk then, and uh, move on. Then then he puts on a wig and says, do you think I'm a beautiful woman? Let's um, see where this story is going. Yeah, no, my uh, no, my uncle Gary, cool guy, surfs. He's like almost eighty, um, mm -hmm. and uh, but but he's like, yeah, if you see, if you see a beautiful woman, just like take a peek. She's she's hot, and then move on. You know, don't like don't let it interrupt your day yeah, or whatever, that, and like just just be a, just appreciate. You know, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And he's like a super religious dude or whatever. Yeah, right? this is so. a, this is almost that exact uh, Seinfeld quote where George gets caught looking at the at like the, the mm. studio producer that they're trying to get a pilot for. He gets caught looking at, at, her, his, at his daughter's cleavage and right. he's just, just sitting staring. Like, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then af <laughs> afterward, Jerry, Jerry says, uh, I was like, what are you, staring at cleavage is like staring at the sun. You get a peek and then you look away. <laughs> and then you look it's away. too dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. Yeah, it's funny uh, how Seinfeld has these timeless <laughs> concepts. It just, you know, continues to deliver. Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, there's there's clearly some sort of balance that that you have to find. The, but definitely, the idea with pornography is like you, the this idea of objectifying women and whatever, which is like I think is a true thing. Like that do, that does happen. You're, you're fixating on you're fixating on women in a way that they're not a person, you know. Sure. And and like like that, you can't help but start to not see people as much of people after that, right? It's like I mean, everybody like basically everybody in modern society looks at porn, so it's like okay. You get, it, it, it's not like, okay, now they're objects. It's like it's a, a sliding scale and it kind of pushes you a bit and maybe you do things to push yourself back and you care about people in your community and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I don't think that this Every Young Man's Battle is even like a biblical book or, or whatnot. Like Some idiot. Just a conservative. Yeah, it's just like a modern conservative, you know, was it piggy- American. Was it piggybacking off religion? Yeah, yeah, it's a Christian book. Oh, like, yeah. it's it's in the Christian bookstore and whatever. Like, you'd get recommended yeah. by, you know, I, I don't think that, I don't know if the church I go to today would actually recommend that. Um, I mean, it's fine. Like, anytime I hear about stuff like this, uh, I think it, this sort of stuff was and still is what makes, like, makes me very off put from religion in general like the, the, like the prudish like real like sure yeah I mean uh, I, that I, sort of stuff where it's just like yeah you're trying to really really like like there's all these people talking about these ideas of really controlling what I think is just pretty natural urges like men are naturally gonna uh, initially see women as just this attractive thing that they right, want right you're talking about shaming people for very natural desires yes. yeah I mean and I, I know I know like when you really get into the philosophy of, of, of it the the biblical teachings aren't necessarily that, but there's just so, so many like religious people, less so nowadays, more so when I was growing up, uh, just like these real, like, uh, I mean, especially in American Christianity, it's, uh, like being obsessed with, it's creepy being obsessed with like curse words and shit. It's like, I I get it. You don't want some, somebody just saying fuck like every third word. It's annoying. It's annoying, but it's don't obsess with it so much. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's kind of, so, so, the, the New Testament doesn't talk a lot about lust, and but one of the things they do talk about is there's this there's this quote from Christ where he says, okay, well, you in the past you would say, uh, you know, because because the idea of the New Testament is okay. I know we're now, now we're getting into religious stuff a little bit, but yeah, uh, we don't, we don't <laughs> need a fucking sermon going. Yeah, here. but ba- I, but I do, but I feel like it's worth correcting the misconception. It's like so he says in the, in you know in the old times if you if you committed adultery on your wife like you slept with another woman or whatever like that would be adultery, right? Sure, um, but. But I say now, it's like if you have, if you like lust after a woman in your heart, you, you've committed adultery already. And you're saying, okay, so if I check out a girl, like I've already committed <laughs> adultery. But it's like, that's not what he's saying. Like what he's saying, yeah. which is what people are going come- out of your way to talk to this chick. You, well, well, specifically what he's saying is if she would sleep with you and you would do it, you've already done it. Well, he's, he's talking about the idea of anything you're willing to do, you've already done. Sorta. You know, if you're willing to steal I mean, from people... you still have the opportunity to not do it. Yeah, but from a, from a perspective of being, like, corrupted inside of you, it's like, if you're willing to do something... It, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm better than my neighbor because I'm an ugly sack of shit and yeah. no one wants <laughs> no one to sleep wants- with me. And my neighbor is George Clooney and all these women want to sleep with him and he slept with one of them. It's like, okay, listen here, buddy. You didn't have nearly the opportunity to sleep with women that George Clooney did. So it's like, how do you get a flat scale to, you know, for somebody to, like, judge their own intentions? It's like, well, it's what you're willing to do. Anyway, 
anyways, like, we don't have to get into that discussion. It's just that that's what that's about. And it's like we've kind of misinterpreted that into yeah. this idea that's like, well, you're, you're, you're cheating. And, and like now it's like, okay, so a lot of like women are like, wow, you're looking at pornography. You, my husband has cheated I've on me. I've heard of women doing that. Yeah. It's like, no, you're being weird. It's, it's like that's <laughs> yeah. bizarre. Like, I understand the idea that it's like, yeah, maybe you wouldn't want somebody like jerking off to someone else but you if like you guys are, you know, have sex all the time. Like just, you know, whatever. But it's like, but that idea, that overreaction I think is like, is creepy. You got to be some kind of fucking huge narcissist to think that whoever you're with is only attracted to you and that it's unreasonable for them to be attracted to someone else. Well, I mean, it's different to be attracted to someone and like actively jerking off to them. Those are not the same things. Uh, sure. I mean, they're tangentially related. I agree sure, they're, not, so, yeah. they're not the same thing. Because one I just, is a choice and one is just a natural, like you can't help but find someone attractive, but you can help. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Richard. That, that, yeah, just like a drug addict that, over here, that, I can't help but, myself. But that choice is so directly tied to that that you can't that feeling, those feelings of attraction. And when when you're when you're jerking off, you're not exactly in this in the same mindset that you are just like you know doing. Oh, your so you're talking about like you're talking about you're jerking off, and then your mind accidentally wanders over to onto that person, like onto this I, other I person. I guess. Sure, I, why not? I don't okay, know. I just just don't. jerking off. It's all fantasy. Yeah, but it's like, well, ev- fantasy is, you know, I think Zizek talks about fantasy is the g- how you fill the gap between your current situation and your desires. So it's like you are creating a bridge, uh, like from, from a philosophical sure. perspective. Sure. So, oh, sorry, a psychological perspective. Um, okay, let's get on to some uh, fucking I th- I th- movies. I think dwelling on it that hard is... is, is it's re- let's leave it to I the philosophers. I think there's relevancy <laughs> to it, but it's building it up to be more than I think it actually is. But I think there's relevancy to that. But it's just, yeah, just calm down a little bit, all right? <laughs> Everybody calm down. Just calm the fuck Are we going to move on to this or some movies? We should probably get to some movies. Yeah, let's get to some care. movies. So uh, my mo- our most hated movie ever of the week. Very timely one. Is I Mud, uh, the 1967 mm-hmm. episode of Star Trek. Oh, wait, no, sorry, I got that wrong. Sorry, our most hated movie ever is I Borg, the 1992 episode of See, Star Trek The Next Generation. You give me all this crap about, <laughs> no, we need the most hated movie ever so people know what we're talking about. And then when you're introducing the title of what we're talking about, you go off on these weird Muller, Tim and Eric style tangents. Without uh, actually saying what the fuck we're talking okay, about. Okay, okay, I'll get I'll get to the real most hated movie ever of the week. Uh, is I Dobot, the 2004 episode of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Oh no, wait, I got that wrong. It's I Roommate, oh, my God. the 1999 episode of Futurama. Don't forget about the I Rex. Oh yes. Oh uh, no, sorry, that was wrong. It's actually the 2006 sci-fi novel I Robot. <laughs> um, or the Sorry, it's not the iRobot robot one. It's actually the 2018 Burning Man theme iRobot. Oh, no, it is iRobot, actually. That's the movie we're bringing in from, oh, with wow. Will Smith. It was a walk. Actually, it's Steve Jobs' personal health manual, iRobot, written in 1939 by Isaac Asimov, the sci-fi novel. That's how Steve Jobs survived his cancer, by following the sci-fi novel. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're talking about iRobot. <laughs> that was not clear. The, the 2004 Will Smith movie. So uh, why don't I give a little plot synopsis here uh, so that we can get into this piece of, piece of shit. Um, in the year 2035, humanoid robots serve humanity. I fucking hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, which, and the uh, humanoid robots serve humanity which is protected by the three laws of robotics. Del Spooner, 
a Chicago police detective, detective who's Will Spoons. Smith. Yeah, Detective Spoons, Will Smith, uh, hates and distrusts robots, rightfully so. Because he was rescued from a car crash, what? <laughs> By a robot using cold logic. His survival was statistically more likely, leaving a 12-year-old girl to drown. That's why I hate life jackets. Yeah. <laughs> so I hate life jackets. I was wearing one, and this little girl wasn't, and she drowned. You mean you don't drive around in your car wearing a life jacket in case, <laughs> in case. your car, you know? <laughs> uh, Spooner's critical in injuries were repaired with some robot arms, um, which were personally I implanted. Just, I think just one robot arm. Uh, well, apparently it's a cybernetic left arm, lung, and ribs. Okay. Or robot organs. Mm -hmm. uh, it personally installed by the uh, co-founder of the U.S. Robots and Mechanical Men, Dr. Alfred Lanning. Old so, man science. Old man science here, Dr. Alfred Lanning. So when old man science falls to his death from his office window, uh, the uh, police declared a suicide, but Will Smith thinks it's a murder. Woo! So, uh, Will Spooner ends up finding a robot that seems to be sentient and is able to disobey the three laws. Jeez. Shit, we should probably go over these quick three laws because they're important to our uh, shitting. Uh, a robot may not injure a human being or through an action allow a human being to come to harm. Seems important for robots not to hurt people. Mm -hmm. A robot must obey orders given to it by humans except if it's going to hurt another human. Uh -huh. And a robot must protect its own existence as long as it doesn't fuck with the first two laws, as long as they're not going to hurt another human. So Will Smith believes that this robot, being able to defy humans, uh, is the first step in a robot revolution, and no one believes him. And then, of course, the robots try to kill Will Smith, and they finally actually do do a robot uprising. So mm -hmm. there's, our, there's our summary. I think that's uh, important mm -hmm. to get out of the way. So... Well, I robot. <laughs> the, the, the first question I have when it comes to I robot, I guess to you and everyone is, wh why the hell is Will Smith so popular? <laughs> I I just don't understand. I never have. He's. It's always just. He's in, like, the only the only movies he's ever in is just super generic action movies, which this one falls. Bad into. Boys. Uh, yeah, like yeah, Men in Black, and I guess Men in Black's maybe a bit. It's better, not. It's not a generic one. It's got a. No, it's got a unique feels premise. Slightly more inspired, but uh, yeah, like Wild Wild West and and, and Hancock and yeah, the bad, bad Boys movies. Like, it's just a bunch of really generic blockbuster movies. I guess and and now he's like in it. a lot of like generic kind of sci-fi-ish ones. Like he had that After Earth movie with his son. Yeah, that was and... just him shilling his son, though. Yeah, that yeah. Was real weird. I guess that's a whole other. Well, when I was a teenager, I thought Will Smith was cool. Like that. Like that's all I can think. It's like, oh yeah, he's cool. Like yeah, but that yeah, I don't know. The... He's like your older brother's friend. And you're, and you're like, stuff, oh, yeah, he's cool. But it's like you're just basing that on the fact that you are the, young. The stuff you like, yeah, the stuff you like when you're young is always stupid. Well, I don't think he's cool anymore. I yeah, mean, that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But like, he's still, like, he's, it's not like he's just popular with teenagers. Then I'd be like, okay, whatever. Teenagers, I think he's like, got a bit of a likability to him, yeah. though. Like he seems like a like, like he's he always seems like the type of guy that you would have fun hanging out with. His likability in terms of his movies. It's kind of like The Rock, except not as more black. Nah, he's, he has, well, he has I less saw Suicide than the Squad. Sorry, I saw half of Suicide yeah, Squad. Terrible. Or I turned it off. It's god awful. And uh, watching Will Smith was really unfortunate because it was like, oh, poor Will Smith. His career is just ruined now. Like it just, he's just. <laughs> I think it was ruined before Suicide Squad. Yeah, maybe it was. I, I, like, 
I, I don't know. Like, it's weird to me because I don't know if this is still true, but for the longest time, he I know he was the highest paid actor. Like, if you wanted him in your movie, you had to fucking pay the fuck up. And I, I just I don't understand where that popularity comes. I know that number is probably based off of like box office and like how well his movies do. So probably all his movies rake in a lot of money. But it's like, how is he? How is how are his movies raking so much money beyond? Because like I said, it's not like he's just some teenage heartthrob. So he's transcended that. But none of his movies are that great. It's just generic action movies and then the occasional drama movie that never does well. It seems that he's basically like, just been aping off of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air ever since that yeah. show yeah, maybe. ended. Literally, his Bad first thing boys, is he's a very, he's a real M Night Shyamalan sort of deal where it's like you did one good thing and then people believe you for twenty five more movies after that for for yeah. some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, I just I I've never understood how he's that. I'm not, Men, I don't Men think, in Black I don't, was a big movie I don't for him too. Like people like Men in Black. I don't think he's particularly terrible, but he's basically plays the same character in every movie. Now, yeah. if you like that character, I would think after movie five, he'd be like, all right, I'm gonna, can we do something else here? Will, Will Smith, this is getting yeah, a little Right, popular. I want to see Will Smith play a dramatic role. Fuck off. <laughs> I just want to see Will Smith Watch that boring in different generic movies again, uh-huh. making raps for each movie. Yeah, the raps should probably Yeah, come. Will Smith needs to rap. So what did he He rapped in Men in Black. He obviously yeah. rapped did the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air rap, but that was more of a fun. That, that actually made sense. Yeah, like that's a good theme song that sure, made sure, sense, yeah, and, and, it, and, it, and it fit Will the tone. Smith movie should be a schlocky, wrapped up. Just, I mean, remember Wild Wild West? Yeah, had I think, robots in the Wild West. Yeah, I mean that movie suited Will Smith as somebody in the movie. Yeah, I, but I think there was only like. <laughs> I think there was only two movies where Won't he did that, where he would make he would make a rap song. <laughs> For the movie that he was in, like the Men in Black, like the song, it doesn't totally fit that movie at all. all, Really, like it needs to be way goofier. The Men in Black one, like it's really like, like it's got a very, it's got a very Space Jam, you know, I can fly. Like what's what's that song? I believe I can fly. Like it's got that kind of tone. Like like like. Not that the song sounds the same, but it has a similar feeling, like of uh, you know, dream. <laughs> like, but it's like Man in Black is like it's like this. It's the story about uh, you know a guy who doesn't belong getting into like a really militant organization, and then sure. he and he doesn't and he doesn't fit in, and he he kind of messes things up, and his way seems to kind of work too. So it's it's kind of this goofy thing, like you said, Wild Wild West. There's robots, like spider robots, and the guy has uh, you know guns. Yeah, that's in his tits all Will stuff. Smith should be doing. Yeah, that's that's some good stuff, man. I mean, I know that that was a huge flop and everything. Was it? Yeah, Wild West. Wild West did not oh, do well. That's, too bad. that's why TBS bought it up and. Yeah, shot it I up remember, to the most liked movie of all time. I remember it playing on TBS like every day. It was one of those movies they just got for cheap. The funny thing about TBS is that everybody loves TBS too. Sure. Everybody has fond memories of it and they just played like five movies every day. The same yeah. five movies every they played day. played Blues Brothers, <laughs> Wild Wild West. Really? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption for sure. That was, that was actually a big, that's actually what made Shawshank Redemption uh, a big movie. A yeah. big movie. It was a it, huge flop huge in the box flop. office. Huge flop. No one recognized it as, as the great movie it was so they bought it for cheap would play it every fucking day and so people, people like became Everybody aware. loves People became aware of it. It's universally loved by uh, critics and fans, by clinics and fans. Um, So when I was a teenager, I... No, I knew Will Smith's raps. And I thought you would say I knew Will Smith. I knew Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. 
Smith. <laughs> I, I had a friend named Will Smith. Um, so I've got a, a live performance for you guys of, of Mullard singing Getting Jiggy With It. Uh-oh. Mm. How's that song going? Get ready for this rap. You don't even have a backing track for this? On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance floor pro. I know you know I go psycho when my new joint hit. Just can't sit. Gotta get jiggy with it. Do that's it. Now, honey, honey, come ride. DKNY, all up in my ada. You gotta, Prada, bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend, let's spin. Everybody looking at me, glancing the kid. Wish he was Nick dancing the jig. Here with this handsome kid. Sig a cigar right from Cuba, Cuba. I just bite it. It's for the look. I don't light it. Ill way the amway on the ants, day or flay. Give it up, jiggy, make it feel like foreplay. Yo, my cardio is infinite. Ha ha ha! Big Willie styles Ollie in it, getting jiggy with it. Now is this? Did you slip the word nig in there? They, he does have nig in there. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you nig was Jansen the jig. Is this better or worse than jerking off to a video of yourself? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I thought, <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, "Is this better or worse than Shaq Kazam's raps?" <laughs> I mean, it feels better. I mean, not your rendition. I want to. I just want to mention that he put Pig Latin as lyrics. Ill way the am way on the ants day or play. Oh my god! And it was really fun to learn those lyrics too. You know, it feels cool to say. Whoever thought that Pig Latin could feel this cool? Will Smith. He's a he's a rap genius. Should I tell you my great Willennium story now? (laughs) Sure, sure. Now, so Will Smith had an album called Willennium. Great title. Great title. great title. I can't impugn him for that. And really, my story isn't really about Will Smith in any way or Willennium. But I had a friend in middle school, like early middle school. So this would have been about grade six. Grade, Willennium, it's grade, so good. This would have been when I was in grade seven, so pretty early on. Uh, and I had this friend, just going to say his first name, Mike. Don't say his last I name. Won't. I'm looking at you because um, <laughs> I know you know this story. And he was that friend I had. He was like the bad influence friend, mm-hmm. like when mm. elementary school. Uh, it's it's funny. I didn't think about it, think anything of it at the time, but looking back at it now, like he was totally that uh, only child raised by a single mom. Yeah. Who just let him do whatever he wanted. <laughs> he had the entire basement to himself. Like his bedroom was down there. Like just complete run of the the downstairs completely. He had this was. This, 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 might not, this might not sound crazy by today's standard, but back then it was pretty crazy. He had his own computer yeah. in, his be- in his room. In his yeah. bedroom. That's All insane. With, with internet. All porn. And this was back, this would have been like, uh, like ni- in late 90s. So that's fucking crazy. He was like, that's I'm insane. making my own porn site. That's really fucking crazy. He so, gave me a beer for the first yeah, I could have made had, my own porn I site. I chugged a beer in his basement, and immediately after chugging the beer, I vomited foam everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> remember that. Your first beer, did you say? I think it was my first beer, yeah. That's I don't a know if I was there, but I think I, I know it's I remember like hearing that story. Um, but yeah, that computer, I think you can... We, can all, we all know what that computer was filled so, with. So uh, you guys can subscribe to Mull's porn site. It's all videos <laughs> of me jerking off. <laughs> and there's videos of me jerking off to my video of jerking It's all off. from the same <laughs> angle below looking up towards <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Is there is there a movie with Josh Hartnett where he jerks off? 
I don't know. I hope not. Because yeah, I remember. I so. so when I when I was a kid, I remember. I remember that. playing Counter Strike, and people you could make your own spray paint in Counter Strike. Yeah. It was like your yeah, tag, and someone would upload this video of Josh Hartnett with this giant dick in his hands. <laughs> well, it might have been like be a photo. Auto- it might have been a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, the resolution's real shit on those yeah, Counter Strike things. But I just, I always remembered that and been like, what the fuck? <laughs> I gotta get Anyways. this movie. So yeah, back. back. Yeah, I gotta get my hands on this. <laughs> back to my back to my friend. I I've I've not kept up every now and then like I. Because I, I, I was friends with him for a long time, like through all of elementary school and most of middle school, and I don't, I, we never had a falling out or anything. He just kind of disappeared. So I'll look him up on Facebook every now and then. I can't find him at all, like in the slate. So I don't know. Statistically speaking, you know, single mom, we're raised by a single mom. He's probably in prison right now. But I, I haven't, like, he's just. Was well, he black? No. no. Um, <laughs> maybe wiped, not. Just wiped, wiped <laughs> off the face of the earth, pretty much. So, That's but bad. in. In so middle good. school, like, and he was also one of those, like, he would just make up stories, like, yeah, complete lie, li- like, com- like, pathological liar, yeah. like, would always have a story about something that you just knew was complete horseshit. And he had this, like, again, this was around grade seven, so early, early middle school. Uh, he would always brag and tell us about his this girlfriend he yeah. had. From, oh, yeah. This girlfriend from another town. Oh, which, man. Which, again, that doesn't sound too crazy, but when you're in grade seven, you're not driving. Like internet's pretty limited back then. Still, like there, there, there is some communication. But when like, I was like in grade four, I had a girlfriend who was from another street, and I never went and saw her. Yeah, ex- too, too far. It's exactly <laughs> like you know, one town over doesn't sound like too crazy. Like a five-minute bike ride. But when you're in early middle school and you're just riding around on your bike or scooter, that, that doesn't really add up. So we we always knew it was kind of bullshit. Um, and we never saw her. Never, like nobody had ever seen her. So we all were, we were always just like, "This is you're making shit up here." Mark. When I was this in grade eight, complete shit. I got a girlfriend in grade ten, uh-huh. and that was like my claim. Was like I have a girlfriend in grade ten. Uh-huh. And then my wild. friends immediately saw through that. They're like, well, is she hot? I was like, no, she's in grade 10. <laughs> 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 no, she's in grade 10. Um, she was kind of hot, but not fat. So I was actually not that interested. So, but he had and the most amazing story about how he met this supposed completely real oh, girlfriend. I can't remember. This is it's, where Will Ennium comes this into is, this story. This I can in, already tell. This is indeed where Will <laughs> Will Ennium comes into play. He said he was at the C- CD store. I, I remember oh, it so clearly. Yeah. I think he even said I was at, at HMV. I was looking through albums, and the, and Will Ennium was new, and he he really liked oh, Will Smith's sweet. rap albums. Uh, and he cute. said he was looking for the new Will Smith album, Willennium, and he saw it. You know why they have those like pr- promotional like cardboard display things, and they have a bunch of the, the CDs in it. The last one, the last copy of Will Lennium was sitting there on the shelf, so he rushes over to grab it just as he ah! goes, just as, just as he goes to grab it. She also goes to grab it. Their hands touch. They look at each other and immediately kiss. Thank immediately yes. kiss. This was his fucking See, that's story. the problem where the story goes, because if he hadn't said that, he might have been more believable. Obviously not as an adult. But I just <laughs> love that, because clearly like this is some, like just some 14 or whatever year old kid, like his idea of like it's this a pretty really, romantic story. really romantic <laughs> way we met our hands touch. It's, it's so like comedically, cartoonishly, like movie picture-esque. It's a cute. But I love that the centerpiece for all of that is Millennium, the album. It's just that's always stuck with me that story because it was such fucking complete bullshit. But I just loved this romanticized story about Millennium being the thing where they're just, oh my god, I love, I love, I love this person. <laughs> 
And the story, too, this is not at all related to Millennium, but do you want to hear the story about how they broke up? Yeah, yeah, sure. Also, also pretty great. Not as great, but still pretty great. Because uh, So we were just continuously harping on him. Like, yeah, we, we don't think this girl exists at all. You're full of fucking shit. Nobody's ever met her. What do you mean you're dating some girl from out of town? We're just riding our fucking scooters around. Like, what do you <laughs> yeah, mean you're scooting over to Abbotsford? For <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, you said electric scooters? That's cool. I never had an electric no. scooter. Um, oh, a push scooter. <laughs> yep. Push scooter on over to so 50 this, kilometers down the road. <laughs> so the day they broke up, supposedly, uh, this is when he was in grade seven, remind you. So he's riding around on a scooter or a bike or whatever. He was somehow able to afford taking her to a, a Vancouver Grizzlies game, which is an old basketball team that used to be in Vancouver. Now, we're like an hour and a half drive to Vancouver, depending on traffic or whatever. He's not driving. How the fuck is how, how, What do you mean you're taking her out to Vancouver for a Grizzlies evening? Like, how did you afford this? The guy, I don't, I don't know what they went for, but they got to be at least fifty dollars tickets. I'm guessing. Like, that's like a hundred dollars just for the maybe tickets. Maybe a single mom paid for it. Maybe. Could could be, but he never he never painted it that way. I went always, and did stuff like that when I was in middle school, and it was like, yeah, your parents would take you. And yeah, but the, the way the way he painted it was like, yeah, I, took, I her. took her. I, I took did her, it. Yeah. So took that's, her in my uh, that's Cadillac. <laughs> that's where it's suspect. But then. So this is where the breakup happens. At some point during the game, he he went out. You know, he went over to get some oh, some food and drinks yeah. for them or whatever. You know, that little tray you, yeah. they give you with the the drink and whatever. Uh, you got to remember was, with liars is that they got to paint themselves <laughs> in the best light. Yeah. So the other person's yeah. a real piece of shit. I did shit. nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, he was bringing that back over, and then as he was doing that, some other person, like another sitting beside him or whatever bumped into him so he dropped the drinks right on her <laughs> broke up with him over it's That's over so- you spilled a drink on me this relationship is done there was because there was never any stories about yeah you know things haven't been going things are kind of rough I mean it is whatever. middle school like things seem to end things end real quick oh, in yeah. middle That's school That's true but still <laughs> you don't even care who you're dating you just it want someone totally... to hold hands with through school and and make out with and like so that oh, people yeah. see that you are yeah, doing yeah, that Yeah yeah it was completely a uh, like he this went on for months, him saying about his girlfriend from another town. So he probably just got sick of trying to come up with excuses. So it's like, okay, I gotta come <laughs> up with that. I gotta come up with one more breakup story here and cut this off. This is getting too much fucking work. Amazing. <laughs> that's uh, my that's my Will and Thank you, story. Will Smith. <laughs> thank you, yeah, Will Smith. Um, do you guys uh, want to go do a baby ba- do a boomer? Always. Uh, okay, here's our baby boomers are shit of the week. Um, Don't screw it up. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> Damn it, I'm going to screw it up. I screwed it up. <laughs> I'm stuttering. Um, innuendo alcohol like drinks. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to go down to uh, the club? We can do some blowjobs. <laughs> But in a drink. Or how about some muff divers? Ah! <laughs> oh! oh, that's so funny. Or we could do a we could have we could uh, do a shot of do some porn stars. Do you guys wanna do you guys wanna lick the rim of a porn star? Oh! Is this a boomer thing oh, though? Yeah, sex on the sh- well, I know of all these lame sex drink I, references. I'm not but. saying other people don't do like drink these drinks, but boomers definitely came up with the names for them because they thought that they were hilarious. Yeah. I know young some younger people think that they're they're like 
especially girls, like they, you know, think that they're a little bit like, oh, it's like, it's a Lillian, we're going to do some blowjobs or whatever. Yeah. But like, boomers think this shit. Oh, uh, l- l- let's go, let's go get some, get a, get some blue balls. Oh, oh god, like it's. Uh, how about a screaming orgasm? Do you want a screaming orgasm? See, my my thoughts on like boomers and alcohol. The thing that I think of is just like those. I and mean, we might have even talked about this in the past, but just uh, like the lame wine like memes and stuff like that. Like, no, those aren't boomers. Those are those are middle like forty year old women. They're like 30, yeah, could, could 33 yeah. to like. 40, that might just 43 that might just be older women in general. I don't know. That's probably not specific to boomers. Yeah, I've, I've definitely I've, seen some boomers. I've never seen like 50 stuff. plus year old. Well, 50 plus year old women don't share memes. So like, or for the most part, they don't know how. Um, uh, do you? Hey, you guys want to uh, try out the leg spreader? Jesus, that's a pretty fucking like grapey drink yeah. name. The leg mm-hmm. spreader, like, well, yeah, women will spread your legs once you get them drunk on this. <laughs> Fuck, that's. <laughs> I I fucking hate every one of these stupid innuendo drinks. Yeah, they're like bad. they're just Real bad. like as soon as somebody says them to me, it's like, why are you mixing sex and food? Like this is not a Seinfeld well, episode. Alcohol. Like this is disgusting. <laughs> George well, eating a pastrami yeah. sandwich in bed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it. Wow, I just, just cancel this episode and go watch some Seinfeld. I, you know, maybe this is part of my weird religious upbringing or something, but mm-hmm. it's like I find. Uh, I find sex and food to be disgusting. Like people talk about, Me too. Ed- yeah, edible panties or. I'll be something. watching like a, yeah, a sexy cam girl on a sexy cam video, and they start eating, and it's just like, oh, uh, so oh my god, it's like because they're out. Now I'm thinking about you shitting. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the. It it's disgusting, and and that's what this does. And only a baby boomer would do that. And it's like, well, yeah, probably because you have sex in missionary position once a month. Like that's that's why you think, like that's <laughs> why this is excitement. not a problem for you because like sex isn't exciting in in any way. I, or maybe that makes it more exciting. I don't know, but yeah, fuck all of these shitty sex drink names. Like they're not funny. We need some sexy sandwiches. As uh, yeah, yeah. Pastrami sandwich. <laughs> See, that would be kind of funny. Figure it the out. Pork and pastrami. The, the problem is that alcohol is already like it already has like a risque connotation to it. Like especially as yeah, a yeah, you're already like gonna teenage- have sex if you're drinking alcohol. Yeah, a teenager would think this is funny. Like a blow, you know, a blowjob is oh, a drink. The like rituals teenagers- behind them too. Like oh, you're gonna what's have a ritual? To do- well, like a ritual of these weird drinks where it's like I'm gonna put the drink in my crotch and you have to drink it from my Ooh. crotch. But that, but that's things? not. I've seen that, but that's not boomers doing that. that that's no. usually like younger. That's usually yeah. like early twenties. Like, I'm certain so. boomers invented it when they were younger. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, now, yeah, now we're just talking about hating dumb shit. That that reminds me of like the weirdness of like, uh, um, what's that when you get married and you have that stupid lace around uh, the the woman has this lace I've around her found leg. This weird at a wedding. Yeah, and then the dude the dude has to pull up her dress like the husband, and he has to bite the thing so, off of her leg and pull so it off. So it's a in taste of, of foreplay for the entire wedding. For, for your yeah, yeah, for your parents and your. And I'm gonna your fuck this chick later. I've never, I've, <laughs> never, I've never understood that tradition. But you've it always, seen it, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I've I've seen it. It's uh, pretty I think common. At every wedding I've been to, and it's it's weird. Yeah, I f- like the one where you put out the sheets with the blood on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to. Uh, the the guy has to pull up her wedding dress and pull a bloody tampon out of her <laughs> oh, vagina. Jesus. That's they they make sure that they she's on her period when they get married. <laughs> and if she's not, then you have to get a painted. You have, you know, there's a specialty product that's pre-red. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how gross that is to me. There's no difference between those two things I just talked about. Anyways, I'm sure baby boomers invented that too. That's why baby boomers are shit of the week. 
Um, okay, so iRobot is based on an actually good series, as, yep. as, I, as, I, as I mentioned, a million different I something. They're all. In I mean, I'll have to take people's word for it. Are you talking about the book? Or? Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the book. Yeah, uh, so. I'll have to take people's word for it. I don't read. So, so uh, it's uh, you know the, he, there's a bunch of short stories and and uh, you know one of them was iRobot and it's by Isaac Asimov who's a classic sci-fi writer from the 30s and 40s so you know what like 70 years ago or like like long a really really ago. long time ago um, who covers all of the concepts that iRobot concept covers but just way better yeah. and way more interesting so uh, well I met- it seems like it from an outside perspective I've never read the book I've seen this crappy movie uh, it it. It just seems like they were some producer picked this up and thought, how can we turn this into an action movie? Even yeah. though I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to bet again that this book probably has absolutely zero action in it whatsoever. It seems more like a philosophical. There's a little movie. bit of yeah. There's a little, but yeah, it's but it's, it's sci-fi. The, it's, it's not the heart of it. It seems more like a yeah using using sci-fi as as a blanket for a philosophical discussion. Sure. Seems well, I, more, I mean, it seems it, more it's, like that. It's about. It's about. It's. It's more of a tech. It's. It's an ethical discussion usually because it's like how do robots fit in with ethics? Yeah, is, yeah that's kind of which is a common discussion today. Like it's not a crazy one, but in 1939, you know, maybe not quite as common. Sure. Atom bombs. I'm sure there was something to do with. The, you know that that was that was kind of a thing. So, um, so in iRobot, uh, I mentioned. You know, he he. This uh, this doctor science gets killed, and then uh, and then Will Smith finds old man science. Old man science. Quick question. Sorry. Quick question. Who killed old man science? Well, well, he finds out that it's this it's this robot who who's who's sentient who can actually break the three laws. That's no, but that robot didn't kill. The yeah, he does. He 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 admits it at the end of the movie. He said he says old man science asked him to kill him yeah. to like help oh, him escape from fucking the, weird. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. So pretty much it's suicide. Yeah, it is suicide. Like he he's like, hey, kill me. Like you know, I can't kill myself. Or euthanasia. Everyone's watching. Yeah, really it's weird. <laughs> euthanasia. I mean, it's yeah, it's not that crazy. So. Um, yeah, so uh, so then he escapes, and then he, you know, so they go to look for the sentient robot or whatever, and they find him in a factory of like ten thousand robots, and they're like, "How are we gonna find him?" Um, so this exact same uh, premise does happen in the in the original book. So um, the book is called Little Lost Robot, and it's a little short story. It's like one of eight or nine of these that he wrote. Um, so I'll give you I'll give you kind of the uh, the the premise here. So um, one of the researchers, Gerald Black loses his temper and swears at his, at his robot, Nestor, and tells the robot to get lost. Obeying the order, or literally, it hides itself, which is already a hilarious idea. I'm like, yeah, this is actually way funnier than just the robot just choosing, you know, he's just trying to go to some factory. That didn't really make... I, like, like in iRobot, when they went to the factory, I was like, why are they going to this factory? Like, like how did they know the robot's here? I think they said he's trying to repair himself or That's something. Right. Yeah. Or it's like, it didn't really feel like it flowed well, though. Like, it just kind of yeah. was like they were just going from place to place because the movie wrote it that way. Um, not that it... Yeah, actually made sense. So I, I do think the idea of this robot li- taking a literal, you know, he tells him to get lost and he l- takes it literally. That's the exact type of problem that we would have with robots today. Like when we talk about AI and AI going rogue and stuff, uh-huh. that's actually what researchers are worried about, that they'll, g- you know, they'll give the robot the command, but there won't be enough parameters to limit them. And then they'll do something unexpected in order to carry out the command. So this, this idea, just note as a reminder, is part of, I, I have a couple, 
two pieces of advice on how to fix this movie. And, and one, of, one of them it. is based on this concept that you're saying of robots taking things too literally. Right, right. So um, then it's up to, uh, you know, they, they got to go find the robot. So they know exactly. So this is the original story again. So they, they got to go find this robot who went and got lost. And they know exactly where it is in a room with 63 other physically identical robots. Very, very exactly the same as the iRobot thing. So this special sentient robot, same thing in the 1939 story, um, he's, he's kind of an altered robot, right? Like he's doing things a little bit differently than people are expecting him to do. He's not like the other robots. The way that he interacts, you know, his, his hardware is different. He's, he's are they looking for him for a murder as well in, in the book? In the book, no. They just told him to get lost, and now they need the robot. Oh, that's back. it. Get oh, lost, so and the then he goes. The whole murder and mystery part of it is completely. Yeah, it's not not really on. not really part of it. Whatever. So, yeah, um, you know, so because this one, had, you know, they've kind of altered his three laws a little bit, just like this iRobot one. You know, he can break the three laws if he needs to, even though he still has them. So she comes up with a clever ploy. So she, so she puts herself in danger of radiation, and now the robot, of course, needs to save her because of these three laws. But here's the trick, and this is the, this is the book again. All the other 63 robots have these sensors to see that the radiation she's using is actually not dangerous at all. It's like just x-ray or something like that. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But the robot she's looking for doesn't have those sensors. He can just well, see that it's radiation. So then he, well, he goes, well, I have to save her now because she, she's in danger or whatever. And she gets They were in. able to trick him. Yeah, they, they tricked the robot into thinking But they that, obviously couldn't trick a machine with sensors for it. Yeah, yeah, well, the machines that have sensors are like, oh, well, there's radiation. Oh, I detect it's idea. safe. I don't need to do anything. So they just do nothing. But this one robot yeah. moves, gives himself away, tries to save her. And then, of course, they kill the fuck out of him because they're like, he's malfunctioning. Fuck this robot. Um, which is like an interesting thing already because he like tried to save you and then you killed him. I feel like you could have just asked the robots, hey, uh, which one of these robots just walked in this room? Yeah, well, that's not that. <laughs> but that doesn't really like solve like a. That, there's not like a clever like yeah, philosophical sure. dilemma in there. So, um, so fast forward to. But I you could definitely do that in the movie because they weren't going for <laughs> yeah, philosophical. Just, hey, which one you? Well, the in the 2004 one, they go, oh well, let's let's. They actually do exactly what you said in iRobot with Will Smith. They say, oh well, which robot is is the one? Uh, that you know the one that's wrong, and then they just go, they don't respond or something, and then she goes, oh well, these robots haven't been activated oh, yeah, yet. They, they're, fully, they, they don't have fully their, programmed or something, which doesn't make any sense. No, it's like you sense. could just put the programming in when you make the robot. Like the robots are full robots; they have clearly some form of programming. And they programmed in the three. They said they only have the three. The, we've only programmed in the three rules. Like, well, why didn't you program all the, in all the other stuff at the same time? Yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> well, sense. It's like it's. You, you well, some I mean, the whole movie is based on the premise that surveillance doesn't really work very well because they have it, but. They don't use it very <laughs> uh, well. We can get into that <laughs> soon enough. So, so how does Will Smith, uh, you know, trick this robot into giving himself away? You know, in, in a way to uh, to model the original 1939 clever clever way of doing it. Um, he just starts shooting robots in the head until <laughs> one of them weird. flinches, mm -hmm. and then he runs mm -hmm. after him. <laughs> That's so weird. Because the robot that flinches, he doesn't really flinch. He just looks out from the line. Yeah, because he's just trying to look. I don't he's know just why. Wants the, to see. I don't know why that robot. <laughs> like, yeah, like because he. They're it didn't in, make any sense. They're in straight that. lines, and then so the robot. I think he peeks his head out yeah. so he can see them. And yeah. I was thinking, why would he need to peek his head out to see? Like, no, can't he just listen to where they are? Like, yeah. he's, he's an advanced just robot. Stand he can still. He can probably know what's going on without using his physical eyes. Uh, and he really just gave himself away. Anyways, it was. Just there's no philosophical like question uh, posed here. It's just another sci-fi gone wrong. It, it's sci-fi nonsense. It was it was just some hack writer who took that basic 
which is a good premise. Who took that basic scene and said, "How can I morph this into an action scene?" Because eventually, it, 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 that in the movie that evolves into a big chase scene. It could have been the same thing though, because in in the one I said, it's like, oh, he tries to save her, and then they find him, and then they did have, and then they like have to kill him. And it's like. Yeah, just write that exact same thing, the and way, then the robot jumps away instead of them being able to kill him right away, and then they have to chase him. But they'd him. have to rewrite a whole bunch of stuff, because the way they wrote that scene is that the chick scientist helping was like saying, no, this can't be. Like She's she's skeptical of the whole scenario. She's not looking for a lost robot. Oh, in, in, in the in new iRobot. In the movie, yeah. yeah. so there's this, there's this chick scientist who's escorting Phil, Will Smith. He's kind of her partner, but she doesn't believe him. She doesn't think the robots are malfunctioning. Even though a robot, like the robot they're chasing, like tries to shoot her at one point, she's like, oh, no. There are three laws safe. There's no way he could yeah, try to harm us. Like, he had a gun to your head, you dumb bitch. It's uh, also real weird. This lady who was basically like assistant or protege to old man scientist. Yeah, this, this she lady, was this dumb bitch real... lady. I'm going to call her dumb bitch for the yeah. so that people know who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Dumb bitch. Dr. Dumb bitch. She seemed to really, like, she's so skeptical of Will Smith and his idea of... Uh, no, no, none of our robots can ever break the, the, the three laws. Never. It'll never happen, never will. Even though she's like assistant or like directly like protege to old man scientist who was constantly and always <laughs> talking about the idea of like a robot getting its own agency and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Always <laughs> philosophizing, if that's a word. Yeah. Always talking about this, this idea. He always had books about it. Always talking to her about like robots can maybe someday have dreams and all this. Sometimes stuff. they'll have secrets that they won't share with so you. She, Despite like years of that, she can't at all accept the possibility that oh my god, did he maybe invent a robot that has some agency and it's and yeah, because because usually she like, just can't accept the idea. No, yeah. it's impossible. It's impossible. Usually the the idea of the the archetype of the protege, you know, it's like if we've got like Socrates and Plato and stuff, it's mm -hmm. like you've got. You know, you've got the old man or whatever, and the protege has most of their ideas embedded in them because they've been spending like 20 years with them. Yeah. And then they kind okay, and, and then they move where on. The, it's and where they, they started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they, they start where the other person ended. Yes. And they move on. Doesn't seem like she had a, like absorbed any no, of his she philosophies. she seemed far behind him. She, well, she didn't just seem far behind him. She seemed like she was a protege to another old man, science, <laughs> yeah, someone else, else, who had completely opposing ideas. Because, yeah, he's constantly talking about that. So, yeah, th th that's one of the things I wanted to bring up is with this three laws. Like, everybody acts, including her and everyone else. They're like, oh, this robot, I saw this robot try to kill me. And everyone's like, no, the three laws are impenetrable. They're completely un unchangeable. But in the original start short stories, they always, like, they constantly were disabling the three laws in their robots all the time. They'd be uh. like, well, this robot is an industrial worker robot. Each law takes up an insane amount of processing power. So if we get rid of the, the one where it, uh, you know, it has to preserve other humans, uh, then we can cut the brain size in half, and it's cheaper to make this robot. And it's just a freaking welding robot, in like, and it's in a stationary place. In a, yeah. you know, we don't need it to be do, making these high-level decisions, so it doesn't need them. It doesn't so, even need to be thinking. So like, this idea that the, that, that the three laws can be changed, it's like, yeah, well, it does make sense. Because it would be a lot of processing power. Like, you'd, ha you'd have so many like, if and and logics to like, like try to have it not hurt people and you know and, and you know protect them except for like you know if it has to protect itself except for if there's a human like there's got to be like a billion different calculations and um, yeah so the idea in the originals is that they could cut the size of the brain in half or like even down to the size of like uh, you know the inside of an insect's head if they could get rid of most of the laws like for yeah a stationary robot who can't really move and doesn't interact with humans what do you need the what do you need the three laws for anyways 
But in iRobot, no, there's no idea that like, you know, like, like it, 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 at least we could have had like some great like Paul Verhoeven styled satire or something if they were like, yeah, you know, they've been cheaping out on these robots because yeah. if they get rid of one of the laws, like they can make them like cheaper. And then, you know, this, like that's an actual this hilarious. This sort of happens in RoboCop too. Pardon? Which this sort of happens in RoboCop 2, which was not directed by Paul Verhoeven, but it still had some satirical elements. Uh, RoboCop, even in the first one, he had his, his three prime directives and there was a fourth secret directive. Uh, I don't remember exactly what they were, but they were close to that. Uh, but in the second one, like this new like government agency takes over and they're trying to make you know RoboCop more like friendly to the public, whatever. So they overload him with directives and it's all like, <laughs> like stay in school, kids, and stuff like that. And he's just like loaded with like hundreds of directives. Oh, that's awesome. And he, he can't function in any scenario because he's always trying to apply every directive to every scenario. Right, right. Yeah, there's no guiding principles because yeah, if you have too many, and that's a great satire. It's like, yeah, if you have too many, if you have too, you can't be open to every guiding yeah. principle. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, you work. have none. Yeah, it doesn't you know? work. Um, yeah, so they've completely ignored the spirit of a lot of these original stories like that are, of course, kind of, they, that are meant they to highlight. They just some. took a story that had robots in it and said, we can make an action movie out of this. But the story they took was more philosophical and ethical yep. <laughs> and not really an action thing. Yeah. They were like, ah, well, let's got robots. Put Will Smith Put in there. Will and, Smith, uh, yeah. So, so um, there's this idea, so, the, so where everything goes wrong for everyone, you know, Will Smith is saying, hey, things are going to go wrong, these robots are going to turn on us or something, and then at some point in the movie, the robots do turn on everybody. So there's this master brain mind thing. Siri? Siri, yeah, there's, it's Siri. Uh, I don't remember what it's called. It's Vicky. called like Kiki, yeah, Vicky, Vicky or something like that. So Vicky, who's like, you know, one of these master brain robots, she's like, oh, well, we're supposed to protect humans. But humans go to war with each other all the time, and they're getting into trouble all the time. So maybe if we like lock them in their houses, they won't hurt each other anymore, and we'll actually be protecting them by you know by doing that. Which is like, which is kind of an interesting idea yeah. until you realize where you're like, okay, well this computer is pretty fucking dumb then, because it's like if you have studied human psychology, which you know the computer I'm sure would be reading some human psychology, you'd realize that people are basically just going to decay and die very quickly, like if they're just isolated and alone, like in their yes, own yeah. apartments or whatever. Also, the way that they they phrase it in the movie is not as bleak as I'm phrasing it. They're just like, oh, there's a curfew now, and everyone yeah, has to weird. everyone has to go home after 6 p.m. and everyone freaks out. I was like, it would it would be way more bleak to be like everyone's stuck in their apartments and no one can ever leave. Like, and they're just stuck with wherever they live. Like that would be, that would be a way more bleak and like whatever. So immediately the whole, the, the, the climax, the con, the, the climax conflict is just dumb. Like you're like, yeah. well, this robot hasn't thought of anything. <laughs> at, like, like, at well, all. They, they sort of got the basics down. The idea sort that of that, that it's breaking the, it's not breaking the rules. It's just interpreted. Them it's like, Oh well, like, yeah, we've they're, evolved they're, to, to try to, to, to try to honor a higher level of the rules, which is not just yeah. protecting you in the moment, but protecting you overall. Yeah, it's starting to think, well, what do you need protection from? You kind of need protection from each other. It's the idea that, that AI could interpret rules differently. Like that, that's a legit, AI concern. And also it's the archetype of like over or too much order. Yes. You know, and, and how that doesn't usually work with humans or whatever because, I mean, it doesn't really show how the humans would actually do poorly or whatever. There is a good idea buried somewhere in there 
but but just not and yeah and like what you said this it's idea it's not even of, that it's buried it's just that it's so like they just sprinkled the little tiniest amount right. of it onto the script and that yeah. was it they're like all right pull it back let's get an, let's get a cartridge because because people yeah. we talk we talk about Skynet and like you know whatever yeah. and how you know AI could take over the world and when will they turn on us and most no, no researchers or are, as Judge Dredd says I'm just concerned as to when robots will learn to break the law <laughs> one of my favorite lines <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah, so uh, they researchers are not concerned about robots turning into evil machines. Like they're concerned yes. that we'll give, like I said earlier, they'll give them an order. The order will be carried out too well, and 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 and, and you know possibly at the expense of humans. I think I think the thought experiment, the, like the kind of way of thinking that uh, that I had read about in, in AI was, um, you know, you give this robot a directive that it needs to write. Uh, handwritten letters. So, you know, and, and, and it's a, but it's a learning Cuts robot. Cuts off a man's hand yeah. and starts working. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so it, it, you know, so they need to be these nice pencil written letters that are very personalized, but the robot is a self-learning robot. So you actually don't program into it because that's, that's how it really true AI works is yeah. like you don't give it to the programming you give it examples and it searches learns from the internet and uh, gathers all well, samples but robots aren't allowed together. to aren't allowed to connect to the internet right like in real in real life if you're experimenting with, with AI you're not allowed to connect them to the internet it's like the first rule <laughs> um, because yeah because they can they yeah. can fuck everything up and, Boom, and screw everything ah. up to people so um, so you know you have the researchers giving them these handwritten notes and writing them in front of them and then the thing you know over months it starts getting better and better and better and then yeah. you know years go by and then the thing uh, starts being like basically getting hungry to keep to keep getting better to write to, to keep writing letters and then it's like oh well maybe if I can if I can get out of this lab I can find more place you know more yeah. resources for letters and then they're like well now we need all the carbon because we're running out of pencils and then it like basically you know builds an army of more of them <laughs> and then you and then they're just mining the earth just to get letters. to get more carbon yeah. so they can get that graphite for those pencils yeah. and then the earth is just a complete desolate wasteland sure. in like 500 years because everybody's dead because they got in the way of that robot writing its letters. Yeah. It's a silly example, but it's like, you know, if you told a robot to do that and it had no other director, yeah. like no other redundancies to keep it from hurting people, it might do that and that would be perfectly reasonable. It's not evil, it's just it's just doing it. So iRobot is touching on this idea. It's like, okay, well, we're supposed to save humans. Um, apparently nobody thought to put a, you know, a fourth if and statement in this program yeah. where like, you know... Or even just an emergency shutdown button. Your internet browser, like Chrome, has probably like a million, I think over a million lines of code in it just for your internet browser, but nobody making this AI thought to put a fourth line of code in, <laughs> like to be like, oh yeah, and also don't try to control humans. Like, <laughs> nobody thought. So it's like it's so it's like the graphite pencil example I just gave, and, and like that's supposed to be an example to help you understand. But they just took just as dumb of an example and didn't like bother to write that into a narrative that made sense and was like interesting yeah, to watch. Yeah, to get some nanobots. The, the, the only like they don't even pose the question: Was it right for Vicky to do that? Like, they're just like, oh, of course it's wrong. <laughs> it's the like, oh, only well, that's not credit a I'll give them is that when translating like concepts and short and stories like this from a novel or books and literature to a movie, you kind of got to make it snappier. 
Now, the way they chose to make it snappier was real dumb and just real short, short-sighted and just makes the, makes the ending climax just come across as stupid. But I do understand where they don't want it. It's like, you don't want to be going off about some pencil and graphite and all that shit. And just like, <laughs> cut, 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 cut to the chase, all right? Yeah, I mean, and they, I don't mean that. I think they took that literally. They're like, yeah, cut, to the, cut to the chase cut to the chase, <laughs> chase scene. You say done, I'm done. On. That was so bad. The the whole like the almost horror movie trope where they're like, what robots in the tunnel? That yeah, it's a so bit of a thriller. Stupid. It's a bit of a thriller. Yeah, so the robots are attacking Will Smith throughout the throughout the the movie, yeah, and um, it was really funny. So when he starts researching uh, this mur- this suicide of Doctor Science, old man science, or whatever. Um, so he goes to the corporation where the guy died and where all the robots are made, and he, and he asks he asks the 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 uh, doctor dumb bitch a, a question, and he goes, um, "Do you guys do you guys have surveillance?" And she goes, "Yeah." He goes, "Does it run for twenty four hours?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm it's just like twenty thirty five. I'm immediately thinking like, man, like the four hundred and ninety nine dollar like security kit from Costco, you know, <laughs> does twenty four hour surveillance. Like, who? No, we run it for 18 hours, but during the night where everyone breaks in, we turn off the survey. Like, what the f- Of course. Like, and I, I, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, society at this time, they probably have cameras on every the, the street corner. should have cameras for eyes. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> like, these robots should be transmitting camera stuff to, you know, you know like, there's going to be, like, people are concerned about AI going wrong. They're, they're putting tens of millions of dollars into researching these extra lines of code to make sure that we, you know, the robots aren't killing, you know, mining our bones for graphite pencils. Uh. Um, and it's like they're probably going to think to transmit the data from the robots like to some central yeah. database somewhere so that we have that stuff. So Will Smith gets attacked in a tunnel by like some robots driving some menacing cars and they like, you know, crash him over. And then like some like cleanup robots come and just carry away all the it's, mess. There's no robots it's left. It's a huge fucking disaster too. There's it's nobody else on the road in disaster. these tunnels and these massive yeah. like transport Robot yeah, yeah, menacing come cars. And, like, they attack them, and then oh, they cleaned up the tunnel, and, and then no one believes <laughs> that Will like, Smith got attacked. Fuck? He's sitting there upside down in his car that's yeah. been like demolished. And he's got by another robot at him. He's got. Would cuts. you do crash and then move your car, Will Smith? Oh, yeah, nobody's gonna like send send a forensic team to quickly just scan the floor so and see dumb. if there's any robot parts or anything, you know, because he was fighting a robot. So he just keeps getting in these fights with robots. No security anywhere in this entire advance. It's one of those civilizations where everything is like flat and like all the skyscrapers like don't even have any windows they're just like orbs and shit like you yeah. know it's just like really flat glossy iPod design. everything's around I was literally about to say everything just looks like an iPod I do want to say though I thought that this movie I thought that there was some like I thought this movie had a different title you know the original like uh, yeah Little Lost Robot or something and then they were like oh well iPods are popular that's what I thought let's too. call it iRobot iRobot actually was an original yeah. title like from, from the 30s yeah, what's and 40s. With the, so. What is with the whole putting I in front of things? It's like, about, it's like well, it's about questioning consciousness, I think. It's like I, comma, robot. Like, oh, okay. I think it's a cool title way back then, but you know, it's not such a cool title anymore. Um, well, it's been hijacked. By yeah, yeah. It's, it's big, been, big marketing campaign. It, yeah, it's been hijacked. So the security sucks. Um, so... There's another example. So I mentioned earlier that I, Borg episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, right? Uh-huh. So, 
Um, if you guys know what the Borg are in, in Star Trek, they're, they're an they're, alien race, oh, but they're like a hive yeah. mind. Yeah, they're, they're, there's no individuals in the Borg. They're all like these yeah. gray skin. They got tubes coming out of their faces. You know, if you're talking to one Borg, you're talking to the whole Borg. Very cool idea, by so the way. If you're having sex with cool. one Borg, you're having sex having with sex all of them. So for every Borg, Borg you marry, you're raping nine million other <laughs> Borgs. Um, yeah, so um, so there's this so in this iBorg episode, there's this plot line where uh, you know the Star Trek, you know Picard and all that stuff. Um, they find a crash landed ship, and on it is one Borg dude or whatever. So they so they have this whole thing. They're like, okay, well the Borg are trying to the Borg are always trying to like basically assimilate people. They yeah, go to a planet, they turn races. everyone there yeah. into a Borg. And again, it's it's they're not really evil. Like they just kind of want. Knowledge of the entire universe, and they're just like help and just how they it. operate, and they assimilate people to get their knowledge, right? So it's like, it, again, really interesting, hot, like sci-fi concept. I, I actually one. really want to get better, like back in, into Star Trek a bit, because like the more I read about these, like they're really cool premises. It. Yeah, you don't. I care. respect I some of the premises, it. but it's just looking back at it now. It's just it's it's hard like to such watch. a cheap TV show. Like, <laughs> can't yeah. Do it. Um, but the premise is stand up. Sure. You know, um, so they find this Borg and they're like, okay, well, this guy's a bad guy. Like maybe we should like get rid of him or whatever. And then some people are like, well, no, we should like, we should be good people and nurse him back to health. So they, they kind of like work with them and they do nurse him back to health. And then they're, and then they start thinking, they're like, well, what if we put like a virus in this Borg and then send him back to like the hive mind and then he can like take them all out. So now they have like this whole thing where they're like, well, is it okay to genocide an entire species? Like that's what we'd be doing is like we'd be committing yeah. genocide here. And then on top of it, this, this Borg dude starts kind of sh like he starts referring to himself because he's been hanging around with these humans for so long. He starts calling himself I instead of we. The Borg always, the Borg yeah. always say we and he goes, well, I think this. And he actually starts showing that he might be an individual. So now they're like, well, now we, you know, we can't just kill him or like do whatever. Like so there becomes this big ethical dilemma of like what they're supposed to do. And I think what they end up doing is that they just send him back to the Borg, no virus or anything. And, um, and they say, well, maybe his individuality will like wear off on the rest of them once he gets reassimilated or whatever and they kind of hope for the best and you know so um really interesting uh premise very like similar to what's going on in iRobot right they get this this sentient robot Sonny um you know who's like okay well he's acting a little bit different he's got dreams you know he's he seems to have his some of his own thoughts like kind of but even then isn't it just Dr. Science programming him, programming him to try and defeat Vicky so I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to say. Uh, it's hard to say because there's not really any interesting questions yeah, like ask, asked that. in iRobot. Took up too much time with that stupid tunnel. Here's scene. the thing: all this this talk, this sci-fi concept. You know, this is how you tell us more interesting story with these techno sci-fi stories and philosophical ethical things. That's not what this movie needed. I know there's a few things that this movie needed, and much like all my other advice for uninspired sequels. This is not a sequel, but it's an uninspired movie and that it needs more schlock. Like this movie had a few moments of just amazing schlock, but only ever like two seconds. Uh, maybe a grand total of 10 seconds of the entire movie. There's a great scene where Will Smith is in some house that's being destroyed by the big deconstruction. Oh, yeah, that was a great one. Smashed up to so pieces, weird. whatever. It wasn't supposed to destroy it at that time, but it did because he was in it, so there's a big conspiracy. Whatever. Point is, Will Smith is running out of this house as it's, like, collapsing, oh, yeah. collapsing behind him. It's chasing him and whatever. Oh. And then 
He to finally escape. He sees a door. The, the, <laughs> oh yes, this was he great. sees the, en- the, the entrance door at the end of the of hall this mansion of this mansion. So he's running toward it. He shoots the hinges so the door is, is loose, but it's still standing. And then he drop kicks it, landing on the door, surfing Surf's on it. on just the rubble that's being destroyed underneath him, and surfs his way to safety and into a like, swimming pool. Into a swimming pool <laughs> while holding a cat. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a cat in his arms too. Yeah. We all cheered in excitement. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, the best part of the That's movie. That's yeah. when you know they were doing something right because they just embraced the ham. They're like, ah, what's all this Isaac Asimov stuff? Was it's the robot of person? Fuck it, get Will Smith surfing his way to safety <laughs> right now. And that's when they were right. They just didn't do that enough. I know this has been a common theme. I think for like probably the last five episodes. Well, because you can fix bad adding, movies with schlock. Yeah, you can have an uninspired movie that ignores all the things that make the original story great. But if you're gonna do it, like. Ah, just I always say this: just have fun with it, ham it up, embrace the cheese, and they 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 almost never do that. But I think I have the the golden egg of example of of what how they should have done this that just would have been we were like five minutes into the movie when you came up with yeah, this like I don't know what it is yet because you haven't told us quick. but you were like we were like five minutes in you're like I've solved this movie already <laughs> I know how to fix it <laughs> it came to me quick and they already they already had it set up a little bit Will Smith is a detective in this movie there's a, there's some robot does going he need on. a robot partner he needs uh, yes. a, we need a buddy cop movie yes. with a robot that has like a slight agency but then also like I don't have the details of the whole plot worked out, but all I'm thinking about is this robot that's, he has some agency, but he takes things a bit too literally, kind of like what you were talking about before. Then you take the generic Will Smith character who's always these stupid, lame, wisecracks that are always going over the robot's head just constantly, like he's constantly making these these just dumb puns and the robot's just taking them literally. Yeah, and, and not being quite, racist against him. Yeah, not quite understanding. Um and then, and then you just have at the end, after the big action climax, the robots, they've kind of learned to like each other. And then the robot makes a wise crack finally. That, that's, yeah, that's how you know that's he's real. The, yeah, that, that's how you do this movie. I was just thinking, I was like, he's a detective. He's looking for this robot. We need, because at that point, the, the scene where you're talking about where he's trying to find the, the, the sentient robot within all these other robots, like there's almost a part of that where the movie becomes like a buddy-buddy movie with him and, and the, the Dr. Dumbitch. It, does, it never quite becomes that, but it kind of does. I was just thinking, nah, nah, replace Dr. Dumbitch with the I robot. I thought she was a robot. She basically like, was. She was like yeah, super autistic. Like, like, she was a complete moron. I mean, so this in this movie, like, they, it was this mystery where the robots are pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. Like, nobody nobody can figure out that like what's going on. They're, oh, this guy just killed himself. It wasn't a robot because nobody believes that the three laws can be b- broken. And it's like, okay, that's kind of an all right idea, except for the way that they do it, it just seems like everyone in the future is a fucking retard. It's like... Will Smith's like, oh yeah, you know, um, this guy couldn't have jumped out this window because the window's bulletproof and he's like 90 yeah, years old. Yeah, there's right there. Like, and, and they're like, no, don't follow those leads, Will Smith. Robots couldn't have done anything. And they, and it's like, okay, well, there's this corporation who has this motivation for it not to get out that robots could like uh, could could be evil or something because yeah. that would really affect their sales, I'm sure. But they don't take that angle on it at all. Like they seem to be vaguely motivated to not want to let the news get out, but they don't have like that corporate board meeting where they're like, "These robots, nobody can know that these are evil, or we're gonna lose like 20 points on our stock this year." Like that would have been a great scene to, yeah. to have. And then like maybe they've paid off the police commissioner and stuff, so that's why he's telling Will Smith not to follow the leads. He's like, you know, this corporation, like you know, I'm I'm getting big kickbacks and it's. Yeah. 
yeah, they touched out. on it, but it didn't service the story at all. Yeah, like, well, like, yeah, the, the, the police commissioner or, like, his captain or whatever is like, don't follow the leads. Like, you're a crazy son of a bitch. And then he's like, what? You know, but but here's literal proof. And I also went up there and I found a robot who tried to shoot me. Yeah. And, he, and he's probably the one. And he's like, listen, you're out of your mind. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, so what the fuck weird. are you talking Takes about? Like, badge he, later. He, he keeps finding absolute, like, it wasn't circumstantial evidence. He keeps finding absolutely irrefutable evidence that's easy to prove. Yeah. And, then, and people keep telling him, oh, no, well, don't follow those leads. And then, like, so they, they get to a point. So after the robot escapes the, the thousand robots and then they chase him out. And then there's a huge SWAT team. Like, there's 100 officers and they capture the robot. Yeah. And they're all shooting at the robot. And the robot is jumping around and attacking them. And then they get him in an interrogation room. And then they're like... Listen, I don't think this robot's done anything wrong. Like, you better let you we better let him go and send him back. It's like, what the hell? Like, you guys and like even in the interrogation room, Will Smith gets the robot to get upset and he like smashes his fists down on this metal table and like creates a huge dent in the table. And all and all these SWAT team like pull up their guns at the robot. Like there's like ten of them. And then like immediately right after they're like, Well, we gotta let this girl robot go. He's done nothing abnormal. Yeah. Like like so everyone in the future is like it's like they've pulled the wool over the eyes of a toddler, apparently, yeah. is, yeah. What, is what you're watching in this whole thing. So clearly Will Smith's on something, but it doesn't make the robot seem smart. It just makes everyone you're watching seem totally dumb. I mean, I think the robot buddy cop is, like, is, is a really, really good idea. It's, it's taking just a stupid buddy cop like pairing, it's the timeless idea. You can, you can throw it into any uninspired... Uh, rendition of a whatever story whatever philosophical idea throw it into a buddy cop scenario and it'll work yeah you'll make it it'll up. work you'll make it oh, every time like that you scene in last action hero where they all the buddy cops are get, they're getting paired up and there's like a jewish guy and like a yeah. you know and like a cartoon cat and like you know like or this like white woman gets like paired with like a racist like a, or like a black woman gets like paired with a racist sexist cop and like or I something you never <laughs> seen that last action hero uh, maybe you want to. It's like a, it's a satire. Wild. So there's, there's a scene where all the cops are getting their partners, and every partner is like a bad pair. Awesome. Like it's like a pairing that would grate them, and That's like, great. um, you know, yeah. there's like a super serious ca- guy with like a cartoon cat as his partner. Like, and it's super funny. It's, it's like it's, timeless concept. Yeah, t- the other, the other idea I have for how to fix this movie, and it's pretty simple. If you know, you want they're making this movie about how to, or about you know when is AI considered a being. You know, right. a, a person, a, a sentient, whatever. Conscious. When? When is it a? When is it a? When do we treat it like a person? When is it just like another machine? Like they barely were asking that question, if at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were like Not they true. were hinting that they, really they might know someone who has thought about that question. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can either go the action schlock route or just make X Machina. Yeah, <laughs> but someone already did that. So I I, I do want to mention that the the action is the worst part of the movie. Oh, by far. as much as the story isn't that good, it's it's okay. It's and at least the, they're aping off of some good concepts. The movie they, as it is is very just passable. It's an it's, it's just an okay just, movie. It's, the movie's fine. I really liked it as a kid because it, it is paced relatively well. Like I didn't it didn't feel like a long movie. It is yesterday. paced shockingly it, well. It's almost two hours. Like I don't none of us were squirming at any point yeah. or whatever. Even though it's like a pretty mediocre movie or whatnot. Yeah, you got Shia LaBeouf in there. Hey, you got a bunch of uh, hot ass, sweet ass. Like yeah, he keeps weird he, slang. He keeps swearing and like he's he's trying to make himself seem cool to Will Smith because he's like a younger kid and whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, I got this hot 
uh, pop ass. Like, like he does. <laughs> like he, he said, all like, of his like. He said, like, man, she's shit ass hot. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, like, and Will Smith, like, he's like, oh, I'm old school. You got to stop cussing. He, I don't know why he. Why is he saying cussing? He wasn't that old school though. He, he just feels like normal, like Will Smith, who's kind of like. You know, he's a detective, but he's kind of from the streets and whatever. Like, he's and he doesn't like robots because he has. I don't like, think that character would have any problem with cussing. Because he, because so, because instead of having like a voice-activated like um, holographic CD, like a uh, music player, he has like a JVC, which they yeah. made sure that we saw that JVC oh, yeah. CD player oh, a bunch of times. Yeah. Instead of having holographic shoes, he's got Converse old classics. Well, I mean, this is this is this was one of the, the other. Everybody things. knows like how Ev- bad the everyone, product when this is. movie came out, everyone was talking about how like holy crap this product placement is obnoxious <laughs> like it is like the, i think the opening scene beyond it shows like a really blurred scene of him being rescued from the 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 sinking car yeah he's having a dream so the opening scene is him waking up from yeah. that dream yeah and then he wakes up he has a shower he gets changed and then he puts on his shoes for the day yeah. and like the camera pans down his doesn't leg. he take the shoes out of yep. a shoe box yeah. like yeah. with the stuffing yeah. delivered and he's, like, oh, he's yeah. just They're bought new. them yeah. he, he <laughs> pull- pointless to the story like what <laughs> the fuck he pulls out like a, a the the converse uh, what are the jack taylor shoes yeah. that, that Chuck, you know the class Chuck they're Chuck Taylor's uh, shoe, and then he product shows, placement in real movies. It shows him like man. full, like it shows a full-on close-up of the shoe with the logo pointing out, yeah. of course, and him tying the shoe, and then oh, the camera pan, pans up, and he's like, yeah, he's like classic. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, holy fuck, it, this is just a commercial with Will Smith. It, in it. This it looked like the way it was shot looked was like, a, like commercial a commercial too. It wasn't yes. just that they were putting the product placement in your face. Like even the angle, I was like, I would see this. This looks like the type of commercial I would see in the movie theater before, where it's like those car commercials and like those, you know, like and they're they're just like kind of these lifestyle like kind of commercials, like or the cell phone ones. I was like, man, this feels exactly like that. Like it doesn't feel any different. It's not just obnoxious. It's like I think they hired someone who films commercials just to film that scene. It is real bad. I, I like we I, did we did miss the scene. I didn't notice like because I think we were talking, but later on, like he's he takes her on a motorcycle and she's like, Is this a combustion engine? And he's like, Yeah, and she's like, but gas explodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, like you know, I remember that being kind of a funny joke when I was a little twelve. Um but like I, I can almost almost see what they were doing with the stupid Chuck Taylor scene. They just wanted to establish to the audience this is a guy who likes older things yeah. in a future. You'd think he would have had like a vinyl player instead of a yeah. CD player. Like I know but, they were trying Man. to make a joke that CDs are old school yeah. but it's like nobody's gonna look back favor like people still use vinyls today nobody's looking back favorably on CDs yeah. like yeah, I, I don't think anyone will at least you know I no. mean I guess I can't predict the it, future it, it, CDs it, have that scratchy quality that it's some <laughs> real for. bad product placement but I do think the product placement we saw in the, the Lady Ocean's 11 movie was worse I don't even this. remember. Do you remember they go into the subway and there's like that glamour shot of, <laughs> oh. of, of like the subway tray of foods and whatnot? I want it's people like, to start oh, doing yeah. like reverse product placement where they go to a subway and then they're like, hey, do you guys remember when that Jared guy was a pedophile? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think that's how ad, I don't think that's how ads work. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. I, maybe I, I'd still got to try it out and see if that would work. You know, some, sometimes it's that Barbra Streisand effect, right? Like sometimes, you know, you, you get the... You, you haven't heard of that, Richard? Uh, maybe. 
Maybe. Ba- basically, like Barbara Streisand, uh, some photographer was doing like a project on the beach, and he was taking pic- pictures of all familiar. down the beach. And then Barbara Streisand's house was part yeah, of so it. Yeah, so she complained a ton. She got really upset, yeah, tried to sue the guy, and then it was also like it was photos just for some rinky-dink like calendar. It was nothing. It was, it was nothing, absolutely nothing. Not nobody the opposite would effect of what she wanted. Yeah. Right? So that yeah. so it became this huge controversy. Now there's a billion pictures of her yeah. house all over the internet. Yeah. No one can get rid of them, and everybody knows about that thing now. So it's like, so it's a the Barbara Streisand effect is like used when it's like you kind of get that opposite effect, and yeah. it's like, yeah, maybe you would have been. So I wouldn't say it's quite the Streisand effect, but maybe you'll have some sort of negative viral effect where it actually, you know, all all news is good news or whatever. It's like uh, increase in subway because yeah, I mean, if it's the shittiest sandwich you've ever heard of, you want to try the shit. <laughs> yeah, you kind of want to try. Hey, you know, this sandwich isn't so bad. <laughs> um, you know, and it's cheap, and uh, so maybe that's what we need to do with Tony the Tiger. Is find oh, Tony the Tiger's a pedophile and everybody's buying like oh, is it cornflakes <laughs> no that's what do you think those flakes are from <laughs> <laughs> nice nice um so there there's a few this fucking robot sunny this 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 robot he'll be talking he'll be kind of like meandering with philosophical thoughts and then he'll he's so, a prick so yeah he'll just be like all of these other robots look like me but none of them are me isn't that right, doctor? <laughs> and, and then he never waits for an answer. He, he just keeps talking. Just keeps talking. At that point, again, going back to the schlock, he said, instead of saying that to the doctor, he should have then turned his head to the audience. And said, Isn't that right? <laughs> Wink. Yeah. Like it, it would have been fine. Like that. You know, all these robots look like me, but none of them are me. Like that's like a really vague pondering on like what makes a person sure. a person, which is fine. Like it's a, it's you know, it's hinting at the idea of individuality, and it's like you know, you can get into you know. The more crazier versions of that, like if you're, te- you know, once you get teleportation technology, you know, they, they can't actually teleport you. So what they do is they duplicate you and then all your memories get written into the new version and then they kill the old you. Is the new one you or not you? Like that's like an interesting, you know, idea of like yeah, yeah. Oh, what makes a person a person and whatnot. It's like, so this is like hinting at the idea that you could question individuality, but really nothing more. And then he just tops it off. Isn't that right, doctor? He does it a few times. He does it so many fucking times. He just does this meandering, and then it's like, just shut the fuck up, man. Like, it's like, it would have been fine to just say that and then not have fall. He's such an, he's such a pretentious prick, this robot. He waited for a response, but he would just talk after. (laughs) Yeah, he just, isn't that right, doctor? And also. (laughs) I actually don't give a shit about your opinion. It's like a 15-year-old just first reading about philosophy. For yeah, the first yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, which is fine because he's kind of like a new being, yeah, which sense. is which is totally fine. But it's like it, it wasn't particularly clever or anything in that. Um, so, do you guys remember? I mean, I know that you remember this. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before where I came up with this metaphor when we were talking about character arcs. Uh, yeah, this was I, during the Fight Club. You know, a character arc is like you know somebody goes somewhere and then they come back and they're a bit different by the end of the movie. And I said it's like a skateboard ramp. <laughs> and, and you said it, this without describing a character arc at all. You were just talking about how you know characters have to start at the beginning of the skateboard <laughs> ramp, they go down and then they come back up, and it's like <laughs> not realizing you were describing a character a arc, character which arc. already has a shape and arc <laughs> yeah, involved. Yeah. So it's like you're like you know you're using a metaphor. It's your like, mind went instead of going just to 
an arc it went right to skateboard half pipe <laughs> skateboard <laughs> half pipe too much tony hawk it's like it's yeah weird. it's like using a metaphor to describe something that already has sufficient <laughs> explanation right so in this movie like it's this detective movie and and like oh, at yeah. one point in the movie they, like they this. find in old man science's laboratory cuz he's been leaving clues for them he's killed himself and he's trying to set off a chain of events where where will smith will try to figure out that the robots are going to uprise it's or, a yeah. terrible fucking plan it's a really stupid plan <laughs> and like it only works out because they wrote it to work out yeah. and not because he it was a just good plan. Told him. Yeah, yeah, he could have just told him. He he left a hologram like to start him on the journey where he would only give him specific answers and the hologram could only talk to Will Smith. Why didn't you just put the whole plan in there cuz only <laughs> Will Smith could talk to him anyways. Um so then they find Hansel and Gretel like precariously placed the book uh, in his office, and they're like, "Oh, it's a it's a clue." Yeah, in, in the book, Hansel and Gretel they give breadcrumbs as clues to find their ways back, and it's just, yeah, we know what a detective yeah, is, you fucking we idiot. Understand. Yeah, because he's, <laughs> like, he's explaining this to Doctor Dumbitch, and she, like <laughs> at that point, she should have just looked at him and like. Yeah, I know. I know you're. I know you're a detective, you idiot. I know <laughs> you what follow a detective clues. Is. Like <laughs> that's the premise of what a detective was. And to explain some breadcrumb thing <laughs> to say I'm a detective. I mean, I guess that's how stupid the writers thought the audience was that they didn't know that detectives were supposed to follow clues. And they, but but it's actually worse. It's it's almost worse than my skateboard halfpipe example because using Hansel and Gretel now they actually have to explain what Hansel and Gretel is to the idiots who've never well, read the book. And now they've actually gotten further away when it would have been easier to say, well, yeah. Yeah, detectives look for clues. Well, it, it is worse because, like, I know the idea of a character arc doesn't seem like super unobvious, but you know, for people who aren't necessarily huge into movies, they might not have a full grasp of what a character arc fully entails. And when you were talking about a half, right, it made like, sense for me to explain that, that because like, it's not, it's not, not everyone knows what a character arc but is everyone unless they've studied story or something. But everyone knows what a detective <laughs> is. It's in the name, they're detecting things. Uh, so uh, we were talking about. Oh man, this was such a great moment. Yeah, I just remembered. Um, so there. You so, have so much more on this movie. Than I have I so much, I, man. I, I, just, um, I just had uh, yeah. a few things. <laughs> like so, at the beginning of the movie, they're showing. They're trying to really make. Will Smith seemed like a fish out of water that he hates robots. So they show all these robots being delivered to like the community and whatever, and the community just loves them. And this little black girl, like you know, she like goes up to the robot. She's like five years old, and the robot bends down oh, and, yeah. and gives her a hug. And um, it's like, man, that is a that is an incredible. Like she's just hugging this shitty like looking robot that like it just doesn't doesn't look warm at all. Like it's not something that you'd want to hug. I don't think it's that crazy. It's a little girl it's a robot or a little kid a little robot eh, give it a hug well it was good and schlocky like it would be good for your schlocky version where he's riding you know he's doing a lot more than just riding on the doors of uh, of buildings being demolished or whatever well you know this for this little black girl holy shit I thought I just muted this would phone would you turn your goddamn I just phone muted it man take the call take the call take the call take the call be some boring call. freelance horse shit <laughs> um no, this little black girl hugs this dude, and I'm like, well, you know, I guess a robot bad dad's better than no dad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can see why these robots are helping this community. Hey, maybe they could solve this uh, solve this no black dad problem in society, you know? Um, <laughs> You're just getting into territory now. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I'll just let you guys all sit with that. Well, on that, 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 that note, on that joke. note, I will say the one thing, another thing this movie is really missing, a lot of movies with, with robots are missing this, is they don't they don't get into the the like the equivalent like 
derogatory like racial terms oh, for yeah. robots. We, we were talking about this. Mm. I, I guess nobody really hates robots in this movie, but Will Smith does. He, he should does. have all sorts of slurs toward robots. We talked about this a bit on that, uh, what the fuck was that puppet movie, the Happy Time Murders movie? Yeah. We talked a bit about this exact same idea. There should have been, because especially in that movie, like everyone hated puppets and there's this real like tension between humans and puppets and whatever. And like, why isn't there any like racial slurs toward puppets? Yeah, same thing head. in this. Why? Fuzz <laughs> exactly. face. <laughs> Fuzz face. Dead. Uh, I don't remember what ours were that we came up with. But the, yeah, this one, you have robots. Will Smith hates them. He needs some slurs toward robots. He'd be like, ah, oh, these fucking Pentium heads. These, yeah. these tin skin motherfuckers. Tin skin motherfuckers. Tin backs. Bunch of fucking tin backs. <laughs> Tin's a good one because it's not a very valuable metal and yeah. it's just generally yeah. kind of shitty. <laughs> The only movie I've seen that actually does this is uh, in Blade Runner. Like people call them skin jobs, and they really say it like you fucking skin job. Like they say it like me in the, in the new Blade Runner. I yeah, yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need more of that. I need more weird robot racial epithets. That's that's it's missing it. It would be fun. You can have lots of fun with it. Look, they're just robots, and they, these ones are CGI robots. It's, you can call them whatever the fuck you want. It's not unethical. It's fine. <laughs> Go to town. Um, so I was talking about that hologram that talks to Will Smith of, of old man science, and he's like, he's she's trying to give, he's trying to let him on, you know, he's got a limited, you know, amount of information he can give him. You know, Will Smith's like, oh, who killed you? And he's like, I can't answer that. You know, you have to ask the right questions. And then he's like, you know, and he's standing over the guy's dead body. He's like fallen 50 flights or whatever. And he goes, well, why would you kill yourself? Now that detective yeah. is the right question. Fuck it. And then he it's turns like, oh, off. Yeah, then he turns <laughs> off. That was that's all that he wanted to impart with him was why did you kill yourself? It's like that's the fucking first thing that the somebody would thing be that everyone like, would ask. everyone would ask, including a detective. It's like, well, who killed them and why did they do it? Like it's like it's man, yeah, yeah, you're, you're oh really? <laughs> like a, well, well, thanks for setting me on. Like they didn't need that hologram at all. It, like it did nothing for the story whatsoever, nope. other than let you see what that guy looked like when he was normal old man science yeah yeah it was, it was dumb yeah there's there no reason why the hologram couldn't just be like oh give this hologram to will smith and then the hologram just explains everything like, right yeah this. it's like no he's got to take him on a hansel and gretel style yeah. breadcrumb thing. It's like, why you know everything and you want this guy to know everything just tell him just send, send him a voicemail you don't even need a hologram jesus <laughs> write a note there's a there's another really great forced moment where um so they do this really egregious setup where Will Smith winks to somebody, yeah. you know, he's going in to interrogate the robot and he winks to his commanders, like, you yeah. know, and the robot goes, what does that wink mean? And it's like, and then he goes, well, it's a sign of trust, right? Which isn't really a great explanation no, for a wink. Not. Like, it's not, well, you know. Well, also, a wink can mean so many things. Yeah, it does. Like, it could be, like, flirty. <laughs> yeah, it could be just, like, you made a crappy joke. And, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, not, that's kind of creepy if someone does that. But, yeah, sure, a wink sure, is also sure. a very creepy but thing. But there's also, do. like, do you remember in uh, Shaun of the Dead when he... he he goes to the apartment to, to say, it's like, we got to get to this place and, and hunker down. And it keeps showing him like living all the scenarios, but they don't work. But at the end of every scenario, he always kind of winks at the camera. It's like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't a display of trust. That was just no. like a, Hey, I, look, I did this. Like, yeah, it's a little like cocky thing. So or something, yeah, a or, wink can mean it's so, so many, different, many things. And then Will Smith goes, it means trust and moving on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so from that, and like, there's multiple other times where like Will Smith winks to somebody, the rope. So there's a scene at the end where the robot, pretends, you know, Sonny pretends that he's on the, the bad robot side as they're doing this uh, uprising, and then he winks at Will Smith, so Will Smith knows, oh, I can, I can trust him, he's actually going to turn on, yeah. the, on the robots. And I'm thinking, 
how did you think to use a wink in such an appropriate context, considering every time you saw Will Smith wink, it had nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Like, he winked at his commander, but there was really no reason for him to wink at his commander. Like, no. it wasn't like, <laughs> oh, I'm playing you on the wrong no. side, but actually I'm on your side. Like, he just kept winking, like, for random reasons. And then Sonny, like, man, he is a fucking amazing robot. Like, he's like, I can take all the dumb shit humans do and distill it into something useful. It's, <laughs> it's just some hack writer that had, like, a real basic understanding of like throwbacks or a callback to something earlier and a setup setup and callback like he had a basic understanding of that he's like yeah. oh what if I have a wink and that's kind of like their first little human I mean it was kind like, of gratifying like it was a good moment where you're like oh I don't know if he's turned on the, Will Smith and oh he is on their side the okay that's basic cool. setup and, and callback of that makes a lot of sense because it's the first time they're really conversing with each other so and 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 Sonny the robot, he picks up a human trait. Like he, he sees this human trait that Will Smith is doing, asks him about it. Then it comes back later when Sonny's much more of a human personality. So the, there's the basic idea of it actually works, but it just does seem like some hack writer who's like, okay, I understand setups and callbacks, but just didn't flesh out the details well at all. I think part of the problem with this movie is like they just did a really bad job creating like a future universe. There's really just not, like it was basically just today. It was. It's like okay. Well, it's just today, Pretty but much. it's but it's the future with robots. Like it's like 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 the society is exactly the same. Like they have a scene where like yeah, nobody even really dressed differently. Yeah, like, yeah. Nobody dresses differently. Like there's a scene where Will Smith, um, you know, because because Will Smith is like the kooky cop who thinks robots are evil, and then a bu- like and a bunch of like white cops come by and they're like laughing. Oh, he thinks robots are evil, and it's like man, this is like 2035. It's like you couldn't even say that. To, you couldn't have you couldn't have white cops making fun of a black cop today. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Like, it's like, in 2019, like, this is, no, and this is supposed to be 2035, like, it's like, it's like, literally everything's still the 70s, but it's, but it's in the future. Um, You know, I mean, heck, where are the university students campaigning for robot rights and uh, stopping people from being abusive towards robots? Like, there's no universe at all. Like, it's, they just put enough CGI in there to to tell the story and nothing else. And to hint at a few mildly interesting philosophical questions. They only even hinted oh. at the philosophical questions just because they're like, ah, it's based on the story. We gotta, we gotta throw, we gotta throw. Yeah, it we gotta kind of throw that. It felt in. like a burden to them more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, fuck. All right, just sprinkle some shit. In. So one of the, the philosophical countries. questions they bring up is the trolley problem, which is um, actually yeah. really well addressed on this on that new show I was telling you about, uh, the Good Place. Uh-huh. Um, so. Um, Really, really well addressed in that in in that show, but um, uh, basically the idea is you're draw you're driving a let's say a bus because you know calling it the trolley problem is not really a relevant term no. today anymore unless you're like in the UK. Uh, you're driving a bus on a rail, a train. There you go. Yeah, you shouldn't say a bus. Yeah, a train it, problem. The idea of it being on a rail and and, and, and the train can go specific. left and right. Like there's two ways, there's and the train can't stop because you know the brakes are broken or something. Who well, cares? it's a train. It takes a while for it to stop. It takes a long time. Yeah. On the left track is where you're going. Like if you do nothing, you'll go you'll go the left track or whatever, and there's a guy there and you'll kill him. Uh-huh. Or if I'm on, if you go right, there's like five guys there, but you have to make the choice to switch. Well, so what's the right well, thing to this, do? No, no, isn't choice. this, this no, no, but this is this is this is a little opposite. The there's idea, a doctor the idea, on the left. There's a kid on the right. The idea is or you, something sh- like you that. should you should be on the track that's more tragic, and that the the track that you could divert it to is less tragic. So it, but, it, but it you've say made be, the choice. It would say be five people on the track that you're already. If you do nothing, you're going to kill five people. If you divert it, you're going to kill one person. Now you're responsible for so killing one person. Well, you would. 
wouldn't have been responsible yes. for killing anybody you, but five people. You've, you've already uncovered the brilliance of the trolley problem in that there's like a thousand variations yeah. of it. You of can course. just keep yeah. changing it. But and I, I just mean the idea. It asks you more questions. The idea if you did nothing and killed one person, most people would just stay the course. But the, 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 the dilemma you're supposed to have is that you're on track to do the more tragic the, thing. The more tragic but thing. you're not in control of it. So it wouldn't be you doing it. You're yeah. just not doing anything. Yeah. So it's basically this idea of like utilitarianism, which is like, well, is, is, you know, more people dying is worse or deontology, which is like, well, just making the choice. Like deontology is about this is right. And it doesn't matter the consequences, you know, it's like, uh, uh, and, and then utilitarianism is saying, well, the thing that's right is the thing that has the least suffering or yes. like the least people dying and whatever. It's and, the ends you know, justify the means. Yeah. The, yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, obviously there's, there's problems with both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you take like a hundred percent approach on them and it's quite interesting. So they have this in iRobot where Sonny, the robot, and it's interesting, it's a cool thing that they gave it to him, you know, to, to kind of work through, um, they're going to kill the final, the Vicky machine or whatever. And, and you know, how they kill them is hilarious, by the way. Well, we'll <laughs> I definitely got to get onto this master brain CPU and how he kills the, the master CPU. So he goes, so he has to, he has to jump and, um, you know, inject some poison into the robot. As on you the do left. With, with computers, on the you're, left. you're always injecting them with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, instead of just All deleting the their software. Yeah, like my computer could use more memory. You fill some sur giant syringe with liquid, just stab it into your keyboard. I will say, so <laughs> All the time. when I was a kid, I did think that's how it worked. <laughs> um, well, like we, we had this 486, which is like before a Pentium 1, like a Windows 3.1 computer, and I remember I wanted to play like this Bible coloring game That would or be a good thing to call the robot, you fucking 486. <laughs> yeah. 486. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, you fucking... Uh, uh, what? Uh, I can't remember the. Anyways, Atari. I get out of here. Just an iMac, you piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, Mac too. <laughs> call them old computers. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, um, yes, but like, uh, so so my uncles were. My uncle was upgrading our the RAM on our computer from two megabytes of RAM to four megabytes of RAM. Holy! Um, oh my god! <laughs> my computer today has like sixteen thousand megabytes of RAM. Um, and like, but they come in those little uh, static proof bags. Yeah. So I remember them opening it, and I was like, "Oh, so they're just pouring out dust, like like fairy dust, onto the computer, and that's how they're upgrading it. Like this is awesome, or whatever." Because uh, I just didn't really get a good look at it. But um, yeah. So on the left of him, he he needs to jump down and and apply the poison, and like you know, there's a limited time. Uh, but on the right of them, the girl is hanging there, and she's gonna fall. Clearly to her about death. to fall to her. Yeah. Death. So it's a trolley problem. You know, it's a trolley problem. He's like, okay, well, if I kill the robot, I'm gonna save everyone. But it's like you know, or I can save her, or whatever. And so, then well. Smith is even yelling at him. He's like, save the girl, save the girl. But Sonny's he's looking real conflicted. He goes, oh, I don't know what to he's do because I got these three laws and I get to choose between them. And he's, yeah. he's, in, he's in that conflict of the trolley problem. Like He's in the middle of it. You can see it in Sonny's face. He doesn't know what to and do. And it's a great, I mean, the idea, obviously not written by the iRobot guys, <laughs> but by the original guy that it's like, okay, he has the three laws, but he can choose not to obey them, which is literally a person, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a human. Um, it's like, that's a, that's a great idea. So what, so what does he do? He just does both. He just, uh, he just, you know, he somehow saves the girl. He like, I don't know, he throws something at her that she can stand on and then he injects it. And it's like, wow, what a great, you've really left us pondering about what to do with the trolley problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. flip the trolley, save everybody. You Boom. stupid <laughs> philosophers. Why don't you guys just turn the rail to a third rail <laughs> and miss <laughs> both of them? Idiots. Yeah, Pobody's nerfing. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, man, they hint at these, like, Your you know. fake laugh is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I hope so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so they, like, they hint at these like classic you know, philosophical problems or even like not as classic ones, and they just do nothing with it. The execution is just horrendous. Execution. The All sorts of execution. Eggs. Um, so I think, I think I'm basically onto, onto my final thought here. I've, you know, I've got some, but I think that I can, I think I can, I can just throw them out. Yeah. Um, there's a tirade that, that Will Smith goes on, and he keep, he's trying to talk about how humans are better than robots as if anybody's thinking that robots are better than humans <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. Like, because, like, you know, he just hates robots. And he goes, can robots feel emotions? Can robots dream? Can robots write a symphony? Could a robot jerk off to a video of himself <laughs> jerking off? I don't think so. And he, and he asks these questions rhetorically, and I'm thinking, yeah. In this movie, the robot yeah. showed that he could feel emotions yeah. and dream. he could dream. Um, and he like he draws like kind of a cool like artistic oh, piece yeah. or whatever. I don't think it's crazy that a robot could write a symphony. Like symphonies have pretty like set structures yeah. that you that a robot could copy. You can certainly program in music theory to a robot. Because I, I literally have software today that yeah. has music theory programmed into it, and it tells you if you're like out of key or something. Yeah, it's like could a robot write a symphony that's as emotional as a piece by Bach? Probably not, but he can probably write one. Like if, if, like you know, like he he doesn't describe it at all, so it's very easy to poke holes in. It's like, man, like this hate this Will Smith's character and how he hates robots is so dumb. Oh, that I mean, that's the other thing that we that that I haven't really fully explained is this little girl drowning. Yeah. So he so so halfway through the movie because he's hated robots and he finally explains why he hates robots and he goes. Yeah, I, me and this little girl, we got in a car accident and her dad was killed and then we're both sinking in the cars in a lake. And then the robot comes and the robot is going to save us. But he calculates, because he can only save one of us, which I don't know why the robot could have only tried to save one of them. It's a he robot. He was closer to the surface. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and the robot calculated that I had a 35% chance of survival, but the little girl only had a 10% chance of survival. So... Uh, he saved me, even though I was yelling at the robot. No, save the girl. Which I think, yeah, which is a callback to what you said at the end when when he's with the trolley problem I just mentioned. Yeah. And Will Smith, yeah, save the girl. Um, I didn't need to mention that. No, you didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's he's saying, yeah, don't save me. But the robot, against his will, saves him anyways from this drowning. Which, by the way, very weird that Will Smith had to get his lungs replaced and stuff, considering he was like drowning. Yeah, did the robot in a car. rip his arm off. Too, yeah, but, yeah, but, but like he's out? quote drowning in this car, but like. There was air in the car, like he was able to talk and yell at the robot. Yeah, like, that was weird. and the robot saved him before he was really even sinking. Like, how did how did he lose his lungs in this accident? Know. Um, so, like, the first thing that I'm thinking is maybe like, maybe he punctured along during the crash yeah, into the, the crash. water. That could happen. Sure. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I thought it was implied that he drowned and like that and like that. That's why. Okay. Anyways, it could happen. So. Um, I'm like, so the, so the programmers didn't think to write a fifth line of code to be like, yeah, you know, children are. You know, there's like a multiplier on how valuable also, they are compared says, to adult people. Also, if he says, don't save like, me, save the girl, the robot should fucking listen. I mean, I don't think that that matters in like an emergency scenario. Like people don't necessarily think clearly. Like I, I, don't, I don't know how I would take that into account. But it's like one of the main things programmers do is like take account of like, you know, uh, 
outlier situations and it's like and they have to like put programming in so it's like okay well the little girl has less of a chance of, of survival but she's a little girl so maybe like add a double multiplier for her because that's how that's how humans might make decisions yeah, and like and society frowns upon you know like saving black men instead nah. of girls <laughs> it seems like instead of little white girls <laughs> it seems like it, it's weird that he has just like this now prejudice now there's systemic racism <laughs> literally it, it's, <laughs> it's weird that he has like this yeah this prejudice toward robots when really with this scenario we, that they just painted out here he should really just be more advocating for better programming yeah very so easy it's, like, thing. It's, it's like, like oh this, this this program this basically a machine operated thing did the code that it was programmed to I do I remember when I was and using I, I hate them for <laughs> yeah. Fucking tin backs, like, it's, <laughs> like what? it's like, dude, just be like, uh, programmers, there's a huge like fault in your thing. Like, I remember when I was using Windows girl. and then uh, my text file crashed and I threw my computer uh. out and I just, <laughs> I hate computers from now on because they didn't I'm program never trust in another computer <laughs> again. Never again. That's how he's basically reacting. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so well, you know, it just needs better programming. It's like, it's not gonna start there. Our AI isn't gonna start off perfect. It's got, you know, you gotta have baby steps along the way. His entire motivation is just totally stupid and 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 it's stupid right from the beginning like yep. it's like okay yep. well whatever so um will smith who's supposed to be this likable character is not that his stupid motivation all of his jokes fall, fall really flat like he keeps They're telling these bad. weird jokes even though he's like this depressed grizzled dude who like saw this little girl died he's just back on the force uh you know and they're like oh are you sure you should be back so soon like you got to get more psychological counseling it's weird he sleeps with a gun and and showers with no curtain and the door open. <laughs> like he's paranoid. He's yeah, paranoid. He's, they set it up that he's paranoid about fucking what? Yeah. He was in a car accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the robot didn't burst into his yeah. house and like rip off his door and kill a little girl because it thought it was like it was. A, yeah. It was like, like the trust issue he has is completely different. He's not <laughs> yeah. Worried about yeah. that. Yeah. Doesn't make in. any sense at all. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So he's like this grizzled dude who's like really depressed because this tragic thing happened. But but he's like cracking jokes all the time and stuff but like the jokes fall really flat and they're like tonally a bit bizarre because they're like oh I don't know if this is weird <laughs> like I, you don't even know what to make of him so yeah his character totally sucks all the other characters are pretty bland you got Dr. Uh, dumb bitch super bland There's no, no one has any personality in this movie the only personality is just kind of Will Smith being Will Smith and that's it and, and it does and the parts that are interesting are not him being his character but when he's just like He's breaking the fourth wall basically by being like, remember, I'm the actor, Will Smith, and not this character. Yeah. And here's one of my jokes of like, you know, my 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 in the ghetto jokes or whatever. I don't know what I don't know what type of jokes. But yeah, there's no Will like Smith. you would never be like if you liked this movie, you would never be reminiscing with other friends and be like, Oh, I love that character. Oh, I love the I love the scene with that character. Like there's no characters in this movie. I don't know anyone who could articulate why they like uh iRobot. I mean, when I was looking at the critics they would they would be like oh well you know this movie you know the dialogue really falls flat it, but you know what really doesn't is these awesome action pieces oh, and CGI so, dude they're just so <laughs> bad just dated, yeah. well this movie th th this movie looks terrible this is one of the worst looking movies I've watched in quite a while and and I worst looking in a super overproduced kind of way like right obviously it has a high budget obviously yeah, yeah you take like some like D movie from the 70s and it's, it's gonna look worse we're not gonna shit on it and be like yeah, yeah like this, someone, this movie had like a hundred and twenty million dollar budget some kid filming with like a super 8 camera or something oh. like yeah it's gonna look fucking worse but this is like a big action blockbuster and it's, it is right around like 2004 which I think is probably right around the same time that Attack of the Clones Star Wars Episode oh, 2 came god. out oh god yes it did look similar and this 
movie, man, it, it, it was just giving me like flashbacks to that era where it's just like, holy crap, everything looked like it was the most sterile computer environment. Like very few of the environments there, whether it's like just at the office or walking down the street looked real at all because it just looked, they're clearly on a green screen and like the, the camera filter or whatever, the video filter, whatever you want to call it, is just like this crystal clear. Like it's like a movie made in a lab. It just, it looks just terrible. It has no soul or personality. Ever. I know that's a real common complaint with mainstream blockbuster movies, but this one in particular. Is yeah, just, oh my, my God. It's, it's, it's like it's made on a fucking production line. And, and then the fucking CGI. Holy crap. This, this was like, yeah, early 2000s. It felt like just slightly better than late 90s CGI, which I guess it tech pretty much was. It looked like a fucking PS3 game. Though. Anytime like the, the robots were doing anything, oh, they looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, they were really bad. Um, it, 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 it's off-putting to watch. Like, it just, it's like There's just no personality. There's nothing to invest in this movie. I'm glad to know slightest. I never need to watch iRobot again. Oh, so that's pretty good. I was annoyed you made us watch this. <laughs> You're always annoyed that I make this movie. I'm just always annoyed with you. <laughs> yes. Um, so that, that, I, that's all I got. Yeah, you, Richard. I don't have a So, Richard, you've brought in a pretty nice uh, prop here to today's episode here. So, what I'm what I'm feasting my eyes on right now is a five candle candelabra, candelabra, silver candelabra. That's candelabra. Candelabra is multiple candles. Five white candles that are just Richard's Everybody knows. It's the, it's the French character from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. It's oh, that's actually a way, great way to describe that. <laughs> Good thinking. It's, I mean, it's a silver candelabra, but just looking at it, I don't know if it is actually metal or not, but it looks like hard plastic. It no, looks metal. cheap. Yeah, it looks very cheap. But it looks nope. cheap. <laughs> and, and it looks well used uh, as well. The there's wax, the there's wax all over it. Yeah. The candles it are, used. are these white candles keep are clearly used. What, what do you have this candelabra for? What do you use this for? Uh, fire. Um, usually no, to, that's not well, it. I mean, here's the thing. If you want to get romantic, <laughs> you need candlelight. So more uh-huh. candles, <laughs> more candlelight, more romantic. <laughs> this is the most, like, I remember when we first saw this candelabra thing when you busted out. It is the most. Dennis Reynoldsy sort of thing. <laughs> Who's Dennis that's, Reynolds? That's a character from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it's just always implied that he's date raping chicks. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't think that's what you're doing or what you're attempting to do, but it gives off that vibe of like, yeah, I'll just get her to the bedroom, set the mood, then go lock the doors, which only I have the key for. And like, it's just very Dennis Reynoldsy. Sure. It just has that feel sure. to it. Just the look of it. It's, it's kind of I like a little romance. It is the creepiest thing. Do you that I've like ever a little seen. romance, or do well, you want them well, to think you I'll like tell a little you what, romance? When I make the video of myself jerking off, <laughs> you'll make sure that candelabra is <laughs> in there. You'll try it. Well, you can try it once with the candelabra, one video without it, and then see which yeah, one see is which better. Ones. I already know which one's better. <laughs> when you made these videos of you jerking off, did you try and like make them like kind of erotic or whatever, like get, get into it, you know, or was it just like a just a blank like a <laughs> medium like, shot of you jerking yeah, off? Pretty pretty bland. Pretty bland. Okay. Well, you uh, hadn't been watching porn. This was your first experience. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. Oh, I didn't have any reference so material to see what. I thought it was just trying to like pushing his tactile, tactile, like hot. 
wearing lingerie. Like, like you said, doing that like from bottom up, like, so like a full on like gimp suit with just his cock just hanging out. The camera. Out. What an awful view, by the way. Like the, the the view behind the guy's butt cheeks. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Slapping around camera angle. Who is into? Oh, what about when they used to show the guy coming? His face. They'd show his face. Oh yeah, I've heard of shit. I've heard of that one before. That's pretty good. That's pretty hilarious. Yeah, so get yourself a candelabrum. This yeah, is our, it's wonderful. We They're haven't done beautiful. the dating tips segment in a while, so this makes up for the last 10 episodes of no dating tips with one, one. the one dating tip to rule them all is get a candelabra. It also mm-hmm. doubles uh, candelabras as, as make a ladies heater. panties wet, man. It's, it's fucking cold in your room. You one of these bad boys. Yeah, it produces a lot of heat. It does produce you know? a lot of heat. So for, if you're it's Richard like if and you're, you're poor have... and jobless and you can't <laughs> afford the heat, then you just pull out your candelabra. There's something about the candelabra too. Like if you just said, like, yeah, I, was I, a candle? I, have, I have a bunch of just can- like five or so candles just kind of on the on the, 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 the bed well, dresses. Well, like, that, that seems like it, but it's just, just, it's just it full on like. It's a very specific purchase. Like where did you get a candelabra? Like I have the been looking store? for a while. Well, it's also very. <laughs> I've un- been searching on it. Amazon, but I found one at the thrift store. You couldn't find one on Amazon? It's no, I could. Just, they were too fucking expensive. It's oh, okay. also just unfitting to your personality. Like you're not like a fancy person, but this thing looks <laughs> this thing, like looks like it's like someone trying to be like a, a yeah, ritzy rich guy. Well, it's like super fancy, like it, British royalty yeah, sort if, of if thing. Yeah, if you take somebody uh, who like you know like yourself has no class functional and 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 then they're like I'm going to buy one thing to make myself <laughs> seem like a ritzy guy. Yeah. And you, well, the you know, top of my list is a candelabra. It's like, yeah, like you've just been watching Beauty and the Beast, and you're like, well, that guy is a castle. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe I'll get some fancy teacups yeah, next. I and, do uh, have those. You know, a really nice armoire. I want one. <laughs> it would be great if you went to purchase one of these, but you just really didn't, like, have any understanding of, like, the design of these things. You accidentally bought, what's it called, like a menorah, the, like the Jewish The candle. Jewish one that's got five on but each didn't, side. But didn't know, and it's like very specifically that. Like, yeah, that's pretty set great. In the, set in the mood. Uh, yeah, just yeah. setting the... That's are you Jewish? Like, why do people keep asking me that? I don't know why people... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's surprisingly out of touch. <laughs> like, if, if your goal was to be like a higher... Look like a higher class person, it's like, no, no. I'm not going to wear it's a... Feels, light. You know, some tailored clothes or like, you know, like a, a nice wristwatch or something, it's like, I'm starting with a candelabra. Like, yeah, I mean, that'll I, assert my, my class next dominance. My purchase is a silk robe. Yeah, I yeah. want an emerald green satin silk robe. I mean, that's to put to put over the gimp suit. To put over <laughs> the gimp. Obviously, suit. all of your you, you know, it, it makes total sense when we just say, okay, yeah, your things are for sex, and it's like, okay, yeah, that, that that makes most sense. Most of the my silk, life is for sex. The, yeah, well, I've, I've noticed um, <laughs> uh, all the pictures of penises up in your wall at your house <laughs> when we're Look hanging at this out. Art. It's Set just in the your mood. penis. He's got those digital picture frames. They're just videos of Richard jerking just off. Snitcher jerking None off. Of that's true. You know, but he doesn't. He he doesn't put up any of the pictures of uh, the women that he's taking. Listen, I don't got to take this shit from a guy who jerks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of with Richard on this one. This uh, that kind of outweighs the candelabra. <laughs> I don't know which one's creepier. It's uh, definitely I, mine. Just involves myself. You know, yours know. involves other other people. It's have to look at candle. this. I'm not showing people my videos of myself jerking off. Uh, not yet. But you, 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 Richard doesn't put, out, put out the, the pictures of uh, other girls he's taken a picture of because he would immediately snitch on himself to them and tell them so he knows he can't. 
What, I don't know. I wasn't happens? listening. Andy, do you remember that time I had that negative of me jerking off that I, I brought to school? I do. <laughs> of, course, of, of course I do. <laughs> like a like a film negative. Yeah. One of those tiny yeah. ones. They send like you the one letter that, that says we're not going to develop this one. one that you would, the one that you would have to take into the store like Walmart yeah, or whatever. Yeah, twice too. Uh, why, why do you keep taking pictures? You know they you, you took know, a second one? You know they probably developed and they have it just hanging up in the lunchroom. You're like, look at this idiot. It's like one of those like I stole photo polaroids yeah. like but it's well, just you know the, the the dick wall of people yeah, that's why i brought this negative to school and we found a projector <laughs> and then you project <laughs> this does sound like the type of story that like, baby boomers tell about like how they were younger and they got into bar brawls and you're like yeah things aren't like that anymore like that's kind of what this story feels like. who is doing who does this like this isn't the type of thing that we did oh, I or i even heard of that happening that's it. Were you going to say done. something? No, 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 no. All right. Thanks. Thank you all for being in this conversation with me and the podcast. <laughs> Snitchard? Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, that's the story. So if your air conditioner goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder cocks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, Look under all the beds, because you never can tell. There might just be Big Willie style in your house. <laughs> <laughs>